A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Favor here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine located at 845 State Road 207 or give them a call at 217-3778 or visit WhalenBayMarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. And welcome to the Nimbic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favor, Jeff Lagerman. Special guest, Mr. Dave Edwards. Boy, I've got some questions for you. Yeah. Chris Wayne spinning the hits. Yo. Yo, good morning. Captain Kirk is in Tampa. And um, I, I, I think he's been having some adult beverages, man. You see some of those pictures he's taking? Kirk? Yeah. 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 He does I'll look like he's, nah, uh, I get it, though, man. Those, I get it, too. Those sunsets, well, man. Well, oh, unbelievable. Perfect Let, happy hour opportunity. Why do we always talk about sunrises and sunsets now? I mean, you know, it's... <laughs> you because know, when you, you get to our age, Sonny... Yeah, you enjoy every one of them. <laughs> that's right, because you don't have many left. <laughs> well, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Been an awesome week. Uh, finally, you know, this is the, the first, the, literally, um, saw a friend of mine at, at the ramp on Wednesday morning and he came up and he goes, Hey man, where can I find a Kobe? And I'm like, how the hell do I know? <laughs> hey, nobody been offshore. In, in, Windy. In, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, literally this week's the first day, Wednesday was the first day that I've made it offshore. And, yeah. and that's crazy. To think about you know isn't that, isn't, isn't that crazy yeah you know and and it's been it's been blowing like crazy yeah, I, and, and, and and yesterday it was blowing like crazy yeah and as a weekend oh. warrior you know you got those two days I've been looking forward I've been dying to go and it, it's it's, there's no way yeah. you, you know and and I I was talking to Hicken yesterday because he was sitting in for for Prosser on you know my fishing report and I was like man I, I feel bad for the guys today and tomorrow because they're looking at all the pictures that have been coming in from this week. Whether yeah. it be dolphin pictures, wahoo pictures, kingfish pictures, cobia pictures, I mean, it's been an awesome week, yeah. you know. And they're just not, you know, they're not going to be able to get out there. But if I, I do have some suggestions with the ring power tip of things to do today, um, that, that you can still go catch fish and enjoy this west wind, you know. It's um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's do the weather report since it, we're it, talking it, about it. it here's here's the deal: I don't think I'm going to be able to fish a day this coming week. No way. No, seriously, I don't think really? so. You do right, do the let's forecast. Do it. Uh, here, yeah. Here's the weather report brought to you by the best barbecue in Jacksonville, the Bearded Pig, going today, and I'm fired up. Good uh, for taking you. taking the girls to a movie today, and uh, after the movie, Bearded Pig and a beef rib. Here I come. Mm. 
Uh, yeah, that, that, so Chad, make sure it's all ready to go. Can't wait. Uh, the synopsis, <laughs> small craft advisory will continue this morning ahead of a cold front, mm. which is going to be moving southward through <laughs> the waters tonight. Winds will shift to the north and weaken behind the front. That's good, though. Okay. Uh, will weaken behind the front as high pressure builds from the north. After a brief lull in winds Sunday morning, mm-hmm. northeasterly winds will increase late Sunday <laughs> afternoon into Monday mm-hmm. as a strong gradient develops between a low to the northeast and the high pressure to the north. Prolonged. Northeast winds and high seas are expected next week <laughs> as the low sinks southeastward toward the Florida coast. Are you- Sounds like fun, man. Wow. I didn't know. I wasn't paying yeah. attention. Uh, here is the day-by-day. Mm-hmm. Going to buy a kite. Small, small craft advisory in effect until 2 p.m. So if you're going today yep. is the day and tomorrow morning, okay? Because today is west winds. 15 to 20 knots, 3 to 4 feet with 4 seconds interval choppy on the intercoastal. Slight chance of showers and thunderstorms in the morning. Tonight, west winds 15 to 20 knots becoming northwest 10 to 15 after midnight. Tomorrow, northwest winds 10 to 15 knots becoming north 15 to 20 in the afternoon. Monday, northeast winds 15 to 20 knots sees 4 to 6 feet. Tuesday, northeast winds 15 to 20 knots, sea 6 to 9 feet. Wednesday, north winds, 15 to 20 knots. Which is the worst. Sea 6 to 9 feet. Mm-hmm. Oofa. Uh, what does that just, mean? Just keep for, going. For the, uh, just because because on, on, on Thursday and Friday, well, they're they calling for that, but they're calling for rain. Well, they're not, uh, yeah, they're not, uh, of course, the offshore forecast doesn't go right. that far. So what does it mean for the inland temperatures? Uh, today, the high is 87, 40% chance of storms. Tomorrow, the high is 80. And uh, by the way, tomorrow is Mother's Day. Yes, it is. So in case uh, you forgot, you have a little bit of time. We just let you know, okay? Mother's <laughs> Day is tomorrow. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Uh, 80 degrees tomorrow. Monday, 74. Tuesday, 73. Wednesday, 74. So... Yes, it's bad from a fishing standpoint, oh. but for, as far as being an outside standpoint, it's going to be beautiful. Thursday, 60% chance of rain, and Friday, 50% chance of rain. Mm. So, like mm. I said, I, I, I sincerely think that, that I'm going to be blown out every day this week. Wow. Because, I, you know, first off, the, the, the inshore fishing is, is tough right now, to be honest. I mean, now Leon had an unbelievable day yesterday. But but then you know then then you 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 tack on twenty knots out of the northeast yeah. of of where you can and can't go you know so anyway so I had a good week this week that's all, <laughs> all right, well, know, thank me, goodness let me go ahead and do a tides yep. report Bart do you buy Angie subs uh, going there today too as a matter of fact man that's a woo that's we're, a good we're, day we're doing the circuit today uh the, the and this is not me now okay this is this is. Tara, this is Mother's Day weekend. Uh-huh. This is what she wanted to do. She wanted to hit Angie's for lunch today, mm-hmm. and then the bearded pig for dinner tonight. And I was like, "Oh no, twist my arm." <laughs> <laughs> the the tides for today brought to you again by Angie Subs, the best sub shop in Jacksonville. And if they have a special, 
Do it. And uh, one of the reasons why my wife loves it, they have gluten-free wraps. My wife eats gluten-free. And they have gluten-free wraps. So if you're gluten-free, Angie Subs has got a sub for you. Today at Mayport, Bar Pilot Dock, a 7.55 a.m. low tide. That's a .88. High tide is a 2.03 p.m. event. And that's going to be a 3.59. And then tomorrow on Sunday, Mother's Day, if you're mother or your wife who is the mother of your kids wants to go fishing uh 8 47 a.m is your low tide that's a 0.87 so you could get out at first light do a little top water get that low tide in in shore mm-hmm. and still you know make it back to yeah take a nap for, for a know. little brunch yeah, yeah a little yeah. brunch mm-hmm. yeah it'll be a good day right there <laughs> if you're up in georgia you could go turkey hunting for a little while. Uh, yeah. You know? It's kind of done, though. Yeah, it is kind of done, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I had uh, an interesting day. I, I rode all the way up first part of the week. And uh, you went up Saturday. I went I did. up Sunday. Yep. And May is like this. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's uh, it's weird. You don't, get the, you don't get the buzz, do you? I, I don't. But I was willing to. Oh, I, I wasn't going to sit at the house, you know, because <laughs> I wasn't either. you know, because I, I, you know, your your alarm clock in your head it gets at this time of year just starts going off around five five thirty. It's just it's just an automatic yep, thing, and you're like, it. oh, I'm going to sleep in today. No, you don't. You don't. You know, you kind of yeah. roll around. You know, well, I'm going to the woods. You know what I mean? Well, and, I, uh, I, I went to look to scout, yeah. and I found strut marks, and I was like, oh yeah. But the problem, part of the problem is it hadn't rained up there in a while right. prior to yes. this weekend. I mean, mm-hmm. we got rain since. Yep. And so, of course, the, the sign that you're seeing might be a day old, two right. days old, three days old. Um, and so, but I mean, I found strub marks. I mean, it's like, oh, my God, strub marks, you mm-hmm. know, like a stretch of yeah. 100 yards all over the road. Can't take yeah. a step without stepping in. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah. But they just all of a sudden they'll be here, there, one day, gone the next day. Yeah. And that's. Um, you know, at Cabin Bluff, we we were doing it commercially hunting, mm-hmm. and we stopped booking hunts May one. Yeah, you yeah. can't Be- do it because you can have an awesome day, and then the next day, crickets, crickets, crickets yeah. yeah, yeah. So it really gets up and down right towards the end. Yeah, there. I, I um I heard my bird on Sunday morning gobble one time, mm-hmm. same place. You know, went to where I always go. This and that was that, that was, was it. it. I mean that that was it. And and that was that was well after daylight, but he was still on the roost. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was that that time of day, um, and then and then on Monday, I I just enjoyed being out in the woods because that's about all it was. Well, yesterday oh, yeah. I was uh I was right here uh, or in Nassau County, and come around the corner, there's a hen with a whole bunch of bumblebees. You know, already hatched. Mm-hmm. She's got all of her all of her poults. Make the next turn and got out to. I was checking some wildflowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we actually plant the wildflowers for those poults right now to eat the insects. Got out, one fired off on his own. This is like one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, and then he got his gobbler stuck, and he's just gobbling his head off at one in the afternoon. And I'm right down the road there. The <laughs> gobbler with, stuck. With poults. Yeah, it was poults. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so it's kind of a weird. Yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah, the the wildflowers that are out now. Mm-hmm. I mean, beautiful. Oh my gosh, beautiful. Those yellow, bright yellow with the black in the middle. Daisies, maybe. Got, yeah, we well, yeah. got yeah, the, yeah. It, it, up up in Georgia, and then there's mm-hmm. flowers here too. Yeah, there are that are they're sprouting. There's yellows, there's purples, and then there's whites. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, it's just beautiful. It is, and it's and then one of the areas, and, and Dave, this is a question for you because I know you used to you do a lot of burning at Cabin Bluff. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these areas that I burned, I mean, it's like snap a finger, the wildflowers are out in mass yeah. right now. Oh yeah, I mean that's one of the reasons you're you're not to produce wildflowers, so to speak, but you're producing that early succession. Uh, growth, which is wildflowers and all the you know the little forbs that come up and so forth. Now, tell me, and you're scarifying the seeds of wildflower uh, seed that was already there. Uh, so, and, and I, have, so I, have I have a question. Say that again. Yep. Say that again because I th- I th- a lot of people they're like, what what what, what was that? So fire, um, say even like wiregrass seed and things of that nature, it's sitting there. It's been sitting there. It could have been sitting there sixty years. I mean, it could the seed bank. And when you send fire through there, it, and, it, and it eats that duff layer, the mulch layer off, mm-hmm. it exposes seed, which will help them germinate. But it also, there's some seed that, that need fire to, um, uh, best way to put it maybe is eat the coating off huh. to right. make, make it expose. To give it a spark yep, so that it'll and grow. And get it to grow. Yep. And so there's a lot of, you know, uh, places uh, that were prairies and uh, from old historic wildfires they had lots of flowers and went to seed, et cetera. Those seeds are sitting there. So, I got a real quick question on the follow-up there because you brought up that you like to plant flowers because of the poles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that's what I was in uh, yesterday. The, you know, the flowers I was in was stuff that we planted okay. ourselves. And, uh, uh, folks, Dave Edwards, Tall Times Consulting, you also have another job. Okay, mm-hmm. a main job, which you work at um, at White Oak at White yep. Oak Plantation, White Oak, White Oak Conservation, yep. White Oak Conservation, and so you guys do an incredible amount of work for the wildlife and uh, and your background is uh, uh, tell people the background, the education you've received. Uh, bachelor's in wildlife ecology and master's in wildlife management. And okay, bachelor's from Florida and master's from Mississippi State. So and, and you and so folks. When we're talking to Dave here, when we're talking to somebody who knows what the hell they're talking about, <laughs> instead of Sometimes. just being Kevin. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, the, the benefits, and, and I, w- I want to explain this to people, because flowers and, and pults, young turkeys, this is so interesting, young turkeys need protein. High protein diet. And yep. protein comes in the form of bugs. Mm-hmm. And bugs love flowers. Exactly. So that's yep. kind of what, what I wanted to get. I wanted to make this re, uh, connection to what you were talking about yep. about the pulps and the flowers and why you're planting flowers and fire and why I, all this. I, comes I have I have together. one question because you, we talked about this a couple of years ago. You'd love to plant wildflowers. Yeah. Stupid question, but when you're planting, like like when I planted my ryegrass in my yard this year, it's just a spreader. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's there's no. There's no plowing or disking or anything like that. When you plant wildflowers, because I have some beautiful power lines that, that I can see, and I they would love to plant wildflowers, is it is it a disking thing? Yes. Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you one of the one of the well, yes and no. But um, my most successful wildflower plantings are when you get it clean as this tabletop. It's real important to get it really flat, really really smooth to get the most germination out of. Mm-hmm. If you ever bought wildflower seed, it's expensive. Right. Um, I think I just bought some. It was like $400 for 10 pounds. What? Yeah. Holy. Yeah, how it, much will that plant? <laughs> it'll it'll go a good little ways. I mean, it's not like you're trying to plant a crop of them, you know. So. Yeah, but that's, I mean, 
$400 for 10 pounds. That might be the most expensive Maybe wildlife seed that I've ever heard. Changed but, my but, mind. Those, those poults are on their own. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm going to take that 10 pounds, and I'm going to supplement, I don't know, maybe uh, eight acres worth of stuff or 10 okay. acres. You know, maybe maybe even more than 10 acres. Um, so let me, let me ask you a question. Yep. Um, timing is big. Um, you don't want to plant when it's dry and when it's middle. Right. The very best time to plant them, in my experience, has been right when we know we're not going to get another frost. Okay. In the spring. Mm-hmm. And it gives them that whole growing season to get established and growing. And, you know, you've got different spring flowers, summer, mm-hmm. fall, et cetera. And then pretty much around in our – we get a long growing season, but everything goes and kind of gets dead. That's when you see – like when y'all going to Georgia, you see do not mow yeah. on yeah. those on – those Roadsides because mm-hmm. they want them to go to seed, go to flower, and they die, come back die. every year. Yep, and then they'll mow them like January. Yeah, and so once you get them established, so again, the, are you plow? Are you disking on these? On yes, in a okay. lot in a lot of places, just I'll a t- light a light disc. Nope. Nope. Oh. Well, a light disc enough to clean the table and get okay. it, get All it right. nice and smooth. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I think this is it. We got, we got so much to have yeah, we do. talk about today. Uh, Mr. Dave Edwards in studio with us, Tall Tines Consulting, the, uh, the, the Wildlife Whisperer. Okay, we're going to call you that today. <laughs> and uh, Jeff Logham, Captain Kevin Favor right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. All right, I'm, I'm calling foul right now. <laughs> foul. I'm trying to do a Nimnik commercial spot, and uh, and you I was guys following Dave's lead. You guys are totally distracting me because Chef Gordon cooked breakfast because he loves Dave. He doesn't mm-hmm. love us. I mean, he loves right. us a little loves bit. Loves him a little, Dave Edwards. But he loves Dave Edwards. He does. I mean, uh, here here we are. Um, Okay, let's, know, let's, 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 let's put it this way. Gordon does cook us breakfast every he does. now and then. He does. He does. But, but, and does but, an outstanding when, job. Whenever you stop by there, it's usually one pan of right. something. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You each get a plate. Yeah, right, right. A plate maybe, of something. Maybe a, a biscuit and some, yep, some gravy. Right. Or, right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and it, and it, I'm it's, not going to complain because he treats me very, very no, he well. Does, I'm not complaining either. But all I'm saying is when Jeff... Jeff and I got here at the same time this morning. Right, right. I had to help have some help. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, come give me some help." I'm like, help of what, dude? What? I mean, you hurt yourself? He goes, "No." And I look in the back seat of his truck, and it looked like a restaurant. That's got, right. It's we cater- got a catered catering. He's all over the place here. All right, so here's what is distra- distracted me mm-hmm. from my Nimnik commercial. Okay, here's the deal: fried eggs. Okay, mm-hmm. yum. Cube steak with gravy. gravy. Yum. yum. Sausage, bacon, biscuits. Hash browns. Um, Chris got his own personal fried pork chop. Come on now, taters. We, we have the the yeah the, the hash brown taters. We have fried redfish. Yep. Yeah, we got we got <laughs> black and redfish. Black and is red it fish. black and redfish? Black That's and red insane. Fish. The sausage is like some of the best I've ever my had goodness. in my life. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, you I know, mean, I was it, 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 it went overboard, but it really went overboard when I opened up. The black and red fish. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's like, really? Oh my we were God. just checking things out, Jeff, yeah. and then we couldn't help ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh. <laughs> All right, so, uh, folks, uh, when I was trying to do the Nimnik commercial, okay, uh, I just want to let everybody know that here's a little additional piece of information. 
about the uh, Nimnik family of dealerships, okay? And uh, they have a great relationship with the old school Kingfish shootout. And, Kevin, I know that uh, that you're going to be a part of it. Yes. And the Nimnik family of dealerships is excited because uh, the – they are the $10,000 lucky ticket sponsor uh-huh. for the old school Kingfish shootout, which is on June 11th, right. which is not that far away. No, it is not. Okay, so during the tournament, that if you're fishing the old school Kingfish tournament, if you take a picture with a Kingfish and your boat number and you text it to the tournament line, you will automatically be entered into a drawing for $10,000. $10,000. The winner will be drawn... At the awards on June 12th, you must be present to win. Mm-hmm. Again, you must be present to win. Dr. Carrasco. couple of notes exactly. <laughs> That's why I repeated that. You don't have to weigh a fish, okay? And in 2020, just to let you know, the lucky ticket winner had a 10-pound fish. Yeah. Okay? In 2021, the lucky winner had an 11-pound fish. Mm-hmm. So if you want to win... A little bit of money, okay? Don't forget in the old school Kingfish shootout to participate in the Nimnik family of dealership, the Lucky Ticket Sponsorship. Well, that's awesome. I love all these ideas that they're doing. It's a great idea. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're thinking out the box. and making you know, they, they make, Trying well, to get everybody involved. And, you sure. Know, yeah. You know, because the, the, the first year he did it, he gave away a side-by-side, a Kubota side-by-side. Mm-hmm. And hell, you know, here, here's the deal. <clears throat> June 11th is not like the greatest date in the world to fish on the beach for kingfish. Yep. So you just got to figure, and it was 600 boats, something like that. You, yep. you got to figure that if you could catch a fish, doesn't matter how big, and take a picture with in the beach in the background, you got a damn good chance of winning a Kubota. Now yeah. it's 10 grand. 10 grand. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, so. That'll buy, you, you, that'll buy you some diesel fuel. Uh, you know, usually. <laughs> Not as much as it used to. <laughs> usually when I'm fishing with Brother James, like he, he fishes with all the kingfish tournaments with me. You know, we get, a, uh, it's a little fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little fish. Get the Picture. fish. Yeah. Picture <laughs> exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. I don't care that it's 10 pounds. Uh-uh. I don't. I just want to be in the drawing. That's right. Yeah. 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 And I think he's got it on two days this year, right? No. You can pick. No. Just one day? No, it was last year. It's one day this year. Okay. Saturday. It's Saturday okay. the 11th. June 11th. Yeah, June 11th. So I, I I have a turkey question for you. There's real Because this has been bugging the heck out of me. And it's probably a stupid question. But I got to ask it anyway. So I'm sitting there on on, on, on Monday. Um, and, and, and I didn't hardly hear anything when I go You're back. You're in Georgia. I'm in Georgia. Thank okay. you. And I go back and in the front yard. There's a hen, which she's kind of like. There all the time. So I figure she's nesting, right? So go back the, the next morning back to the property, and I hear some hens on the roost. If a hen is still roosting, because they don't lay their eggs all in one day. They, they, it's, sometimes it's one egg a day. Right. Right? So if they're, if they're, by, by, by the time they start laying, even if it's one egg, do they not roost? Once they start incubating, they do not roost. But okay. they, once they start incubating, now. right? That's what. That's when they get their whole clutch. That's what I'm asking. And then they start sitting on the nest. But they, yeah. but they could lay one egg, and, and it still go to roost. It still go to roost. Oh yes. yeah, and they do. Yep, they that, do that. Okay, that's my question. Yep. Okay, all right. Because yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't know if that one egg a day had to be incubated the entire time. Yeah. And no, no, it sits there. It sits there. Yeah. Okay. And you know that unfortunately that's uh, 
with a ground nester like that. You know, that's why you see a lot of birds would nest up in trees. Mm -hmm. There's so many predators on the ground, but mm -hmm. unfortunately, that's where they get broke up. And yeah, then, that's yeah. It takes a long time. And then when she sits on it and say it's in the night, right. that's when coons it, can yeah coyotes it, or whatever it, can it, get it, to him. And she has to be bred per egg, correct? Um, you know, I can't remember. I actually did my master's yeah, on turkeys, right. but I yeah, can't. Yeah, I can't I, remember. Yeah, that's a great uh, question. Yeah, I think I think they do. I, they get. I, I think so too. But I don't know. Wait, I, I'm not. I don't yeah, know. I don't I'm know. not even going to say. Yeah, yeah. But and and an average clutch is like twelve. Twelve to fourteen. Twelve to fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Twenty eight days of incubating, generally speaking. Yeah, and here, here's the crazy thing: the average clutch is twelve to fourteen. And uh, I was on a bike ride the other day, and I saw a hen, and she only had two. Uh huh. The the amount the amount that gets lost. Oh, it's it's incredible. You know, from the nest to when they're little, yep. to whether it be predators, nest predators, predators after they're born, but then also the there's predators. all kinds of like a, like different afflictions that can affect a poult, the diseases, et cetera, Right? Uh, yeah, and I mean, it's probably like humans or everybody that that first month is critical. Yeah, yeah. Well, first you got to make it to be born, so to speak, and then you got a month, but like. Uh, poults, they can fly at about two weeks old. Yep. So those first two weeks, they're on the ground yeah. all the time. Mm -hmm. Even in, I mean, you know, that's a good, I don't know the answer to this question, but um, I wonder if the hens are staying on the ground with them at night, you know. Yeah, that, it, that's, I don't know that. that but, that's interesting, mm -hmm. all of that. Yeah. But after two weeks, their survival goes way up. Yeah, exactly. Because they can start they roosting. Can roosting. Right, yeah. right, they right. Start right, getting right. the low limbs and right. all that. Have, have you ever seen this, that special My Life as a Turkey? Have, have I seen what? What? There's a special. Oh, on, on my, it's, it's called My Life as a Turkey. No, I don't think so. You Jeff's seen it, right? Uh, I have not seen oh it, my but gosh. I, I'm in the process of. You're talking about the guy that raised the turkey. Yeah, I'm, yeah in he, the, I'm actually in the process of reading the book. Okay, right you, now. you have to watch this. He, he becomes the mother. Mm -hmm. He he actually has a, a a friend of his bring a whole clutch. I guess the the, the hen that died or whatever. And he raised these turkeys, and it's it's unbelievable. Huh. It is the coolest thing you will ever see. And and and, and he, even with him, and he's somewhere in Florida on an amazing Okamic. I mean, the the, <laughs> yeah. the property he's doing this on is beautiful. I'm uh, I'm in the process of of reading the book right now, and the book is called Illumination in the Flatwoods, and uh, it's exceptional, exceptional read. And uh, this guy, Joe Hutto, H-U-T-T-O, and this was uh, uh, recommended to us a while back because we got on the topic of this. Travis Tabor, actually, yeah, the Travis. one who, yeah. And so Kevin saw the show. I'm in the process of reading the book that the gentleman wrote. The show was about, is basically mm -hmm. based on the book. And uh, and it's uh, it's really good as far, and it's really interesting. And I would recommend <clears throat> this to all turkey hunters and this book is not about turkey hunting no it's not yep. mm -hmm. but to help understand uh kind of the the routine of a turkey the daily routine of a turkey it's 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 interesting mm -hmm. it really is as far as just uh learning and understanding the behavior and the way that they talk and and and, and highly and recommend it as they get older you know the the the, the gobblers the hens it's uh it's just really cool. I, I I'm not going to give the whole thing away, but you, you got you got to watch. It. I'm just telling you. Yeah. You 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 especially will be like wow. Yeah, I think I think it's a it's a great 
book for for basically anybody because this is a guy that essentially raised these turkeys mm-hmm. from when the time that they were in eggs yeah. until they start to go out. He on talked their own. to them when they were in the eggs. Yeah. All right, so yep. now that we got to take a break, um, before we take this break, okay, we talked about all of this stuff that Gordon did, and obviously he loves Dave. Do you have pictures of Gordon? <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> no, yeah. nothing. You know, because I know, just good friends. I, I, I do know this. <laughs> Gordon spent a lot of time in the hammock at Cabin Bluff. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And on somebody's boat. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I, I, do those pictures still exist? I, I mean, there's something going on here. <laughs> no, nothing. I, nothing at I, all. I, I don't hey, know. Hey, bro, just keep it. Y'all want to keep getting yeah, breakfast? Yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> right. All right, well, hey, let's uh, let's take a break, and I want to let you guys know if uh, the consignment boat sales in Mayport is looking for bay boats and flat boats, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, so they're looking to buy. So this is the season, and uh, they need your boat. So if you're interested in selling your boat, call Guy at Consignment Boat Sales. His number is 904-249-6225, or you can go to their website, which is jacksboating.com, and that's J-A-X boating.com. And Consignment Boat Sales in Mayport Village been there for 21 years, and uh, I'm going to tell you, if you've got a boat to sell, Guy will sell it faster yep. than you can possibly imagine and for the price that you probably weren't well, expecting. That's exactly right. Again, Guy at uh, Consignment Boat Sales 249-6225. And you're listening right here to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. At Clawdell and Cadillac, you can always expect the best deal on pre-owned vehicles. Seriously. Um, I've done this numerous times. You know that. But go in there and just say, hey, look, this is what I'm looking for. Mileage, price, you name it. Again, they're not probably not going to have them a lot. But they're going to find it for you and get you exactly what you want at the exact right price. And obviously, if you're in the market for a Cadillac, it's the only place to go. Clawdell and Cadillac located on Southside Boulevard just north of JTB. All right, we got we got a lot to talk about. Jeff, you're you're good. Just y'all go ahead and talk yeah. about. It. <laughs> well, Dave's you know, not very much more, so I guess I'm just going to sit here and talk. To us. Hey, good morning, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> good morning to you. It's funny. It's funny. I was I was watching Jeff because you know I'm always barking at you guys during the breaks, you know, and mm-hmm. and giving you kind of a countdown to get back. And and there's always this time when when you're deciding whether you've got enough time to take one more bite and chew it <laughs> before you got to start talking. And I saw there was no hesitation with Jeff. He's like, screw it. I don't yeah, care yeah, if, I don't, uh, if I don't he, talk for the next seven he, minutes. He gave know. me the mumble and the finger. Uh-huh. <laughs> you. It is so good. Thank you, Gordon, by the way. And, and yes, Parker's, Parker's yeah. not happy. And that, and that pork chop. Oh, Parker's whoop. not happy? No, Parker's not happy that we got this uh, – you know, top end yeah. breakfast. You know, yeah. And you know, at some at some point in time, we have to have Parker back in studio. Well, not right now. You know, he's a uh, tater season. Yeah, I know it's tater season. Pepper season now. Yeah, yeah. Parker's peppers, man. Parker's peppers. They, they got. Uh, Sounds like the perfect reason for him to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he grew strawberries this year at the farm. Wow. Uh, the potato uh, potatoes, which they use for potato, potato chip. chips. Yep. 
and then added 20 acres of green peppers to the mm. mix. Good for him, man. That's awesome. So, who knows what's next? Yeah. I would like to see his competition for breakfast, though, when he comes in as a guest. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you, Gordon. Yeah. yeah. This is fantastic. So, and, uh, are you guys big fans of green peppers? That's an interesting question. I know it's, yeah. uh Yeah. I like all I mean, kinds I, of green peppers. I mean, gosh, Carrie cooks with green peppers. I mean, like a bunch. Bu- and she has her own plants. She grows her own green peppers. Okay. Are you, are you yeah. talking like bell pepper? Yeah. Green pepper? Yeah. 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 Huge. Green love peppers. them like cold, fresh, crisp in salads. And I love them okay. uh, heated up, you know, I, I, sauteed. I don't like them raw. I'm not. A, I'm not a raw. Really? Pepper. No, I don't. I, I, it's just one of those. It's 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 strange. Again, I, there's not much food that I don't like, but I wow. don't. I don't like raw peppers mm-hmm. um, in my salad. I don't. I love them cooked, like a like a stuffed bell pepper. Oh, fantastic! Oh my, yeah. yeah. You if you give me a venison stuffed mm-hmm. bell pepper mm-hmm. that's got rice yep. cheese yep 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 what, what do they call that cuz my mom used to make delicious. that delicious yeah that's what they call it delicious stuffed bell pepper yeah. she would you know she would pre-cook the oh, meat yeah. and everything and then stuff it in the yep. peppers put it in the oven cover it with cheese you know kind of a oh, thing it's and, awesome oh yeah 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 but as so. far as uh, uh, uh peppers i mean i for like uh like a side accompaniment to chicken or pork or whatever and mm-hmm. like cooked kevin Ooh, okay yeah. I would prefer the yellow, the orange, or the reds. They're a little sweeter. Yeah, they are. A little yeah. sweet, yeah, a little I, bit I, more I, milder. I agree. I agree, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Just put some in uh, ceviche, uh, ceviche, or how yeah. do you say it? Yeah. Um, with some, you know, this big ma- mahi run. So yeah. Dal- Dalton's getting a little bit of uh, extras, mm-hmm. and so we made some ceviche. I and, love the extras. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and used the uh, used the peppers in it and cilantro, and it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Mm mm mm. Anyway, uh, Mr. Dave Edwards in studio with us, uh, Tall Tines Consulting, talking a little wildlife. And I think it's neat when you were earlier mentioning these wildflower plantings. Where do you get the seed that costs four hundred dollars? For ten pounds. For ten pounds a seed. Wow. I, you know, and yeah. I would I would have thought just the opposite. I would have thought like, been wildly cheap. Yeah, you me know, too. You know, and, and we were talking about. I was telling you. You said how far? How far does that go? Um, it probably goes a lot farther than what I'm. I mean, you could you could stretch that to twenty plus acres probably. Okay, well let me ask you another pounds. question. Because it's light. I mean, you're belly spreading this stuff. Right. And I mix sand in it so that you don't spread it too thick. You almost can't huh. put it light enough. We should use that for a tip. Yeah. Mixing the, sand. Have you ever done that? So what? Mixing sand in your spreader? Yeah. Never would have thought of that. Yeah, we do that with uh, a lot of clover. If it if that's all you're planting, or some brassicas, sometimes you know seeds are really. You're talking tiny. about in a manual spreader or a pull behind spreader. We'll we'll do it in three point spreaders. Three point spreaders yep. too. Okay. And this, you know, when we're planting these wildflowers, we're doing it with a belly spreader. Yep. Belly spreader, yep. one of those red like red earthway kind of uh-huh. thing. Yeah. And we'll mix sand in with it. Um, one because those seeds, some of the seeds are light too, mm-hmm. and they need something to kind of push them on out. Yeah. Huh. But, yeah, that's an that's an interesting. I never would have thought of. No, that's that's awesome. When he said that, I so was that's like, why you cost so much money to, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> consulting. Yeah, yeah. So what we were, you were asking me before about um, do you till it and plant? You know, get yep. it. Ideally, yes, and it's completely. You know, you want to have a really good clean seed bed. Um, but having said that, the seed we were just talking about, I'm taking that and I'm going to add that to. I'm going to supplement, kind of help nature a little bit. And this is a native wildflower mix. It's not mm-hmm. 
garden mixes and you know you can buy all kinds of wildflower seeds where do you get it like who who supplies that so i get i get uh mine from american meadows okay they're out of texas um and they they've got different blends for different regions that's what i was going to ask you was my next question you know do you buy a southeast pacific blend yep so you know we're not getting tulips or i don't know what you know all those kind of things it's black-eyed susans and it's the stuff that you're used to seeing Mm -hmm. when you have burns and okay that kind of thing but what we're going to do, we burn burn an area so that exposes bare soil and some little open spots. Mm-hmm. We're going to walk through them belly spread lightly just to kind of supplement through right. that area. And so hopefully we'll get some wildflowers established. And then, um, you know, something else we're talking about, the, the price of that seed, is once you get them established. They're and, back every year. Oh, yeah. I mean, so if, if you burn. If and, you manage them. Right, yeah. if you manage when I say them. manage, you got to set things back, you know, and, and let them go to seed and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So. They'll last for years and years in a lot of, a lot of places. It's interesting in that how beneficial because we were talking about with the burning helping these wildflowers how beneficial fire is, and for years fire occurred naturally. Fire occurred also uh, from the Native Americans. Sure they they yep. would uh, intentionally light fire because they understood some of the benefits of that, and in the state of Florida. There used to be a lot of burning that happened, and it's cut back significantly with, uh, obviously, the number of people that have moved into the state. and Liability. Yeah, liability yeah. and everything else. And <clears throat> it's really good to see when uh, certain areas continue to use fire, prescribed fire, as a tool. You know, guanas being one of them. They, they burn there a lot. And, man, when they burn, I mean, they burn. Yeah, they do, brother. Get some I mean, acreage. You yeah. Know, he, Around, you know, pretty obvious, but we either burn it or Mother Nature's going to burn it. Yeah, that's right. right. We would rather burn it, and we'd rather set it back so when Mother Nature does have a lightning strike and it start, and and, and, not, I wanna, and that's one fuel, of the reasons you know why I brought I brought this up because I'm sure there's plenty of people, or there's some people maybe that live somewhere or new to maybe Nocatee or the the Palm Valley area, Ponte Vedra, and then when well, there is burning in uh, guana. Mm-hmm. They're like, God, why is this all this smoke? And they don't like it. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. let me tell you your option. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your option is this, okay, and that you don't burn, and then all of a sudden Mother Nature zaps a lightning strike, okay, yep. into guana, mm-hmm. okay, and then this strong southerly wind mm-hmm. blowing like hell Okay, we'll blow this fire right across Michael Road yep. and right all the way through you, where you live. You, you will yeah. become California. Yeah, I was going to say, tell them, look at the news right now. It will now. be exactly. evacuated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so it's protection. Be very yeah. thankful mm-hmm. that they do this mm-hmm. in in this area because and and other places that do this and that control burning reduces fire hazard. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, the amount of fuel that accumulates, you ain't stopping a fire. Uh-uh. No. It's and if you don't little... believe me, yeah. how, how many years ago was that when they had the Okefenokee uh, fire? Ooh. And that uh, the one started around Waycross? Yeah, that was um, 2000. That damn near burned from Waycross all the way to Folkestone. <clears throat> yeah, and in 98, if y'all yeah. remember. When we had real droughts. No, what, it was no, 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 no. no, 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 no. It's been, it's been since I own. It's been since I own. No, I'm talking about 
when Florida was really getting that was crazy. Oh, 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 that was, was that jumping was, that was Palm Coast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was yeah, but but it's been since okay, so I bought my property in two thousand six and it was probably two or three, maybe four years after that. Yeah. That that I couldn't make that stretch from Folkestone to Waycross. Yeah. Um, because it was burning. I mean, it was ridiculous. It, it well, was, Jeff, yeah. you go through that way. U.S. won a good bit. And it's, yes. However long that was, it's a good long time ago, it's still recovering. Yes, it you know? is. Oh, my God, yeah. Yes, yeah. it's still recovering. Yeah. 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 That, was, that, was, uh, that was unreal. But I just, I mean, I wanted to mention that yeah. because, uh, you know, fire is good. Mm-hmm. If, it's, if it's, it can be great. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, the, the one thing that I would love to be able to do, because, uh, Dave, I know that having controlled fire at different times of the year provides different benefits. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for example, you know, a cool winter burn can be used to just lower the fuel and uh, – to help things in the springtime when produce they start more to Forbes. pop. Yep. Yep. Produce more Forbes and deer quality kind of stuff. And then summer fire, which uh, is actually another tool, but is mm-hmm. rarely used because it's a little bit more difficult to uh, to execute, I guess. I, I wouldn't put it into rare. It's it's less used. Yeah, it's less used. Because you need to set the uh, one. you you got to do some winter burning because it's cooler then. To get that fuel load down low enough that you can start summer burning, right? But you know where we're trying to produce grasses and and, and the our, summer you know. burns um, are great at at killing like hardwoods and and yep. things mm-hmm. of that nature. Yep, because it like gets killing them. Yeah, so you know you burn in the winter, it's it doesn't kill a lot of that stuff. Yeah, because so, it's dormant and it's not getting as hot. Yep. It's dormant. Right. It saps in the, right. in the in the ground and exactly not so, getting as hot. Yeah, yeah so that's one of the big benefits is fuel reduction. And, you know, I think uh, is Lottie or Gainesville, somebody right here close is like the lightning capital, like the highest number of lightning strikes. But we it, get a lot of lightning strikes. Yeah. And so that's one of the big reasons is we want to set that uh, that fuel load back so that if if and when, not if, but when, lightning strikes and starts a fire, Yeah. oh, it's so much easier to, yep, to control. Con- get contained, et cetera. If you got all that fuel, it starts growing up through the mid-story and gets into the crown. Oh, the, the, yep. Oof. I'll never it's forget to the races. when uh, that fire that you were talking about, Dave, which was in the late, late 90s. 98. Yeah. 98. I worked yeah. those fires. Yep. Okay, yeah. so 98. And, I, and I'll never forget get this because I, back then I was hunting in Fargo, and I would always go and see Mr. Bill. Mm-hmm. And these wild, fi- uh, wild uh, fires were literally, they weren't even burning at the ground level. They were crown fire. We call them crown fires. Yep, going through the crowns of the trees. And it's yep. the wind and the fire, literally the combination. Of, a fire creates its own wind, and it's blowing through the tops of these trees. And you can put a fire break on the ground. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. These fires were just rolling through the tops. Mm-hmm. Couldn't stop mm-hmm. it. I mean, you couldn't. You could put fire breaks in front of it. didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the amount that it burned, and then the crazy thing is once it went through and it burned, Okay, and then it would burn some areas that would burn under the understory, and then it would cause all these trees to die. Now the needles would get brown, and they would fall, and then you'd have some of this stuff burning in the ground. Then it would pop back out and catch the needles on fire. Right. Here you go yeah, again. A reburn. Yeah. yeah. Here you go again. You got a second burn. <laughs> Oof, I mean, yeah. it's just crazy. I mean, they had Florida 2, Georgia 94 closed, which was basically the entire – Florida Georgia border closed to where you couldn't get through there because mm-hmm. of the fires and that were smoke, going through yep, there. All that. 
crazy. Anyway, all right, we got to take a break here. Uh, Chris uh, is late on the break as usual. <laughs> yeah, I'm late. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, he didn't tell us it's his fault. And, Clearly. Uh, if you'd like to join us this morning, 904 641 1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. <laughs> Coastal Equipment on New Kings Road and in McClenny, your home of uh, the Kubota Army, Land Pride Attachments, Gravely Zero Turn Mowers, Hot Seat Pressure Washers, and the Steel Power Equipment. And I gotta say, got the I got the new Steel Pole Saw. Huh? Yeah. What do you mean a new one? Well, I've, I used to have an, an Echo Pole Saw. Oh, you you've never had a steel? Never. I didn't know that. I had a I had an echo. Yeah. And I've had it since 06. Right. And so I got this new steel pole saw. Foot. And uh it's like the something 101 or whatever it is, okay. not model number. It's got to be the same one I have. It runs like a scalded dog. I, I, you know I wish old. I knew how to run one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I've well, never Dave, learned. Dave, come on up. <laughs> And yeah. I'll show you how, and I'll cut you loose and get you lots of practice. Yeah, they'll get to your deltoids. I know that. Buddy, Dude, I'm telling let you Let me now. tell you, that thing will wear, wear your you shoulders out. out. Man, yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing – as a matter of fact, um, I just had to replace the sprocket mm-hmm. in mine, and, and, I, and I didn't even realize how much that difference I would – now, it's like brand new, man. I mean, it is a, it is, it's a cut machine. Yeah, it's to- awesome. I, I, the one that I had, which was great. I mean, it worked for yeah. a long time. I mean, that's what, how many years is that? It's a 14, 15 yeah. years. I mean, that's really good considering that was probably the most used tool maybe that I've got. Yep. And, uh, but yeah, now that I've got this new one, man, it does like, what, what was I doing? I, I literally had the new one and I was still using the old one. Yeah. And finally, the, the chain kept popping because. There was a part missing on it. The last time I had it fixed, they forgot to put something back on it, and I realized that <laughs> after the fact. Mm. And I was like, "Well, I just I'll now use the new one." And then I really, when I went and picked up that new one, I'm like, "Well, why was I even right f- messing around with the old one to begin with?" All right, so I have another food plot question. Okay, because this is this is the greatest part <sighs> about having you on this show. Um, a guy last year. And, and I don't remember his name, and he, he, he was very knowledgeable about food plots. But he talked about the uh, Whitetail Institute clover. Mm-hmm. And so I have this little one-acre, three-quarter acre food plot that stays very moist. A lot of, Sometimes it even holds water. Um, it's never been a very good food plot. Mm-hmm. You know, It's probably in the most pristine place that I have. And I, I, this was a, literally a place that I had to come in with a bulldozer. I want a food plot right here. You know, So anyway— um, I, I, I did last year in the fall, just, just clover, right? you know, and, and it, it, it seemed to be doing pretty good. And, and, and as got January and February, man, it really started popping and yep. I sent Jeff a picture. It's, it's an unreal day for me. I've never seen deer in a food plot like this. Never. And I mean, it's clockwork every yep. evening at six thirty, seven o'clock, here comes the does and they're all Getting ready to, you know, you can tell they're all right now. Fat. You're talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah right now. Yeah, you know, um, and, and and obviously it's just like anything else. It gets a lot of weeds in it, and and I really don't want to distract the the plot itself because it's it's so good right now. I mean, I know it's got weeds in it and stuff, but 
do, do I just do I just leave it be? Um, so managing perennial—that's perennial clover yep. that you're planting. Yep. And um, one of the keys in making it last for forever is, or not forever, but you know, yeah. five, five years or plus, is managing it. So, you know, I'd say forty to fifty percent coverage of weeds mm-hmm. is when you need to need to attack it. Attack it. Um, ideally, the goal is to get where give the clover the advantage, so it canopies out, right. shades the ground, mm-hmm. and you. You don't have that germination of weeds, okay. and it keeps going. And, okay. and the other thing I see a, a somewhat common common mistake is mowing too low when you do mow it. Yep, is you're cutting off the yeah seed heads. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't want to do that. But yeah. here, here's here's it's not a, that high yet. Here's kind of a yeah. uh, the the nuts and bolts of managing the perennial clovers. Mow to help help reduce the competition. You're not killing the competition. You're just knocking it back. Hopefully, the clover outgrows it. But herbicide and you need to use an herbicide that is um, selective for yep. the grasses and weeds and not the legume, right. the, the clover. Which Whitetail Institute <clears throat> has that. Yep. yep, yep. And so you you use herbicide to make it happen. Okay. Right? But mow until you have to spray. Okay. And then once you spray, it's it's crazy good, especially if it'll get a jump. If you'll get it'll get a jump in the next spring. Yep. You won't have near the weed problems. Okay. But it, you know it's a constant management. But I will say uh, that. Um, about 20, 30% is usually what I recommend in perennials, and especially chicory. I would add some chicory. Um, cause it, I, 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 so there is chicory in there. I did, okay. add, I, I did add chicory to it. And, yep. it, and, and then Chicory's I, awesome. And, then, and yeah. then I have another little like quarter acre of a food plot that I just did chicory in, and I checked it this week. <laughs> it is beautiful. Mm. Yeah. I mean, so the reason it, I'm telling yep. you to add chicory is because right. it's got that long tap root. Right. Usually in our part of the world, when you lose that perennial clover, it's going to be – July or late August, right. September, because it's really hot. Yep. It starts mm-hmm. to get dry. That that chicory has a taproot and it'll keep going. But you're talking about seeing deer. You will see deer in perennial clover at 1 o'clock and 98 degrees out there feeding. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's really good. For, huh. they really, it's a really good plant for them. Yeah, the clover is something that um, I always add mm-hmm. into my fall plantings. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, when it's amazing that my food plots are still feeding the heck out of the deer. Yeah. I mean, uh, right now, right yeah, now. Yeah. I mean, I've it's you know, the crimson, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Yuchi arrowleaf clover will jump here in the next or start actually starting now. Yep. And then that goes all the way through summertime. Yeah. Uh, or in the summertime. Yeah. So. I, I just had a client that was up around on the Flint River. Right. That was had 50, 50 or sixty acres of food plots across this property. Right. It's only a thousand acres, so there's a lot of food plots. Yeah. Full on. No, uh, no holding back because of money. Uh-huh. Was planting the most jam up uh, fall plots, and then he would convert a lot of those fields into jam up forage eagle forage soybean plots. And we ha- he had hardly any perennials, and so what he was doing, and you've probably heard uh, Dr. Grant Woods talk yep. about it um, in the past, is he cleaned his plate like scraped the plate of the the deer's food off right. when he plows his fall plots under mm-hmm. between. Plowing, prepping, planting the soybeans, you got a, I don't know, month and a half or more that right. you have no food plots right? because you've plowed them. So um, adding those perennials gives them an alternative to go be eaten while your forage soybeans are, are starting to come up. Mm. And, and, and the other thing, and, and we, we, don't, we don't get this opportunity, but the, the crazy thing I see these guys do in clover plots that I've seen Dr. Grant Woods do is what they call frost seeding. 
Mm-hmm. When they, it's a when more they, common up north. Yeah, yeah it's on more northern. Yeah, it thing. is. It yeah. is. So it's actually when it's snowing. I mean, they 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 literally go in there in January with the yep. belly spreader and spread clover seed. Well, the nice thing about it. doing it when it's snowing is that you can see how your coverage is. When you're <laughs> yeah, <that's>, yeah. <laughs> man, that's uh, I'm managing a farm up north. Literally managing it, not just consulting. And it's a crazy different uh, timing of your plots. Oh we, yeah, we are. Uh, what is we're getting ready to plant our spring stuff. But we will we will plant our fall food plots in mid June. Yeah, in mid June. Oh, yeah. yeah, you got such a short growing yeah, season. Right. It's, it's, I mean, if it ain't if it ain't already grown by the time yeah, yeah. October rolls around, it ain't August. growing, bro. It's wow. cold. Yeah. Yeah. When do you say up north? How how far up north? Um, right where the Iowa on the Mississippi, okay. uh, north northwest Illinois. Okay, you know where where yeah. Iowa's bump is on the river. Yeah, right in that area. Interesting. But, you uh, know, I mean, we've been sitting here waiting to get up there, and we've been in the 80s and 90s. And they're still cold. like they're still like 27. Yeah. 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 I mean, their highs are in the 50s, might get in the 70s this next week. Yeah. And so it's we're – crazy different up there. It's completely different. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a break. We come back. We've got an LV Hires, Inc. gear tip of the week right here on the Nimnick Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Back to the Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the LV Hire Zinc Gear Tip of the Week. LV Hire supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the Southeast. And if you've got a job site or a business that needs to be running with fuel, LV Hire Zinc can handle it. And uh, not only do they handle fuel, but they handle the lubricants and all the technical aspects of your business. Go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. This week's tip. Going offshore fi- uh, fishing, you might want to have a little thing called fish bites in your uh, tackle you, you bag. You don't have to go offshore. They, they, they work good inshore, too. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of guys that uh, you know talking to this week. Uh, you, you know what they're doing, Jeff, is is a lot of the guys are just taking – because what you what you have a picture of here is, is basically a strip, and, they're, and they're, they're, they're cutting a little piece of it, putting it on their jig head, and then putting their shrimp on. Mm-hmm. Because they, they still have that, that smell, but if the fish knocks the shrimp off. Mm, there's still something there to come back to. There's still something there to come back to. And I'm like, ah, that's pretty That's actually pretty smart. smart. Yeah. Really smart. Yeah. And, I mean, I know Chip Wingo, Corey Sparks. I mean, they do this a lot. They, and they've been telling me You just me gave away their tricks. I did. I did. Sorry, guys. Take Should've a little me. piece of fish bite. Mm-hmm. Put it on your jig head yep. when you're using live bait. Yep. And uh, if whatever you're fishing for steals the live bait, it'll come back and because the fish bites is still there. Yep. I like that idea. Yep, yep. And but the, for offshore, the uh, and typically fish bites is like a squid thing. The uh, or fish bites is typically like a shrimp thing, but they have something uh, fish bites squid. Yep, squid, crab. You use absolutely. that for, I, for bottom fishing? I'm, not, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a crab guy. You know, you're a crab so, guy? Oh, okay. I, and and um, do I do absolutely? Yeah, All right. it's, it's it's great. Good morning, Captain Kurt. Good morning, guys. How morning. Y'all doing? Morning, buddy. Morning. Yeah, we're just we're just talking fish bites and uh, how much. It's it, I've told you guys this also before. It's the, probably one of the greatest baits for for trigger fish that you could have. I mean, I'm talking just yeah, it's one of those, straight it's fish one of those bites. baits that don't come off the hook. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's um, so you Kurt, just use it by uh, itself. Kurt, just by yeah, itself. Just by itself. Yep. Let's let's uh figure out what's going on here you're not in studio uh dave edwards nope. is sitting in for you and yeah, uh he's got this thing going on with uh, the chef there i don't know I'm yeah I, I don't know what the deal is I'm Kirk. concerned dave Kirk. Very concerned. 
You wouldn't but, believe the spread that we we're, we're looking can, at right here. I can tell you this, Kirk. Yep. Gordon doesn't love you like he loves Dave. <laughs> I can tell you, there's a, there's a thing going on there. Bro. That hammock thing. I, you know what, Kirk, picture, seriously, I am. I going wonder to, what that picture really looks like. I'm going to take uh, a yeah. picture and send it to you because you'll be like, seriously. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God! Not the hammock picture, the food picture. Yeah. No. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, we've been sitting here on the porch. Uh, uh, listening to just cracking up this morning. You know, uh, so where you at? We are in uh, we're in Boca Grande Pass, uh, Gasparilla Island in Southwest Florida. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Mike Overstreet, and his lovely wife is off their condo down here for uh, for five days, and we took him up on it. He's been telling me for years to come down here, and we fished a couple months ago and I told him Kyle was thinking about renting a house down there. And we were going to go down and spend some time. And he goes, go stay at the condo. And I said, really? And he goes, I'll bring you the key. And nice. So, God yeah. bless him. He brought us the key. Out to the hey, uh, Kirk, do me a favor. Just remind me later on for to uh, have you introduce us to that fella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> sure. Just kidding. And, uh, so, it it is gorgeous. I've been sending you guys some pictures. I'm sitting here now looking at the pass, and I mean it faces the the Gulf of Mexico right here, the backside of the condo. When you look out the door, so the picture I sent y'all last night of the sun going down, mm. it's it's just like it's paradise. He yeah, calls it paradise, and it really is. It's it's unreal. Are there are there lots of boats fishing the pass, guys? I mean, I thought we had a boat crowd issue in Jacksonville. <laughs> it ain't nothing like down here. You can walk across. I mean, them. Kyle and I sat here yesterday morning at daybreak, and we were sitting here drinking tea, and I was getting ready to go fishing. And I, I think before 7 o'clock, there was 30 boats that came over here and worked the front of the pass. These fish over here have no chance. No, it's like a saying that through there. Yeah. So, it, it really so, so is, April, Dave. April and May is their tarpon season, correct? It is. It, yeah, it is. Way, yeah. it's Kevin. It's way off. Um, nobody's catching any tarpon. They're not seeing any tarpon. No kidding. Uh, they haven't. No, none at all. They haven't pushed through at all. Um, you know, I, I, it's, it's all, just like it's just like anything else we talk about, Kirk. I mean, I, I I think fish after a while become in tuned with the pressure, and. Kevin, you know, you, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, you you take that much pressure year after year after year. They they're not going to continue to come back. No, they're not. And and when they get eaten, the pressure over here is 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 way up there. Wow. I mean, we had a charter for today. Um, they got called off because of uh, high wind. There's there's a huge storm coming in off the Gulf right now. Wind here in the last couple of days has been non-existent. You know, five to ten. It's gusting 20 right now, yeah. and lightning's popping out there offshore. So the captain called last night and called it off. But I told Kyle, I said, look, talk to him. And and he did. And he was very forthright. You know, it's been kind of slow. So, I mean, if the captain's saying it's kind of slow, that means it's real slow. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, yeah. the guy does that for a living. And if he's trying to push it off, I told Kyle, I said, Tell him, you know, if the if the conditions are favorable, and of course they weren't. We knew that last night. Yeah. But I said, tell the guy to indulge himself, just like people tell us. And I said, we'll have fun. I said, otherwise, if you force his hand to go tarpon fishing, and there ain't no tarpon. Guess what? Yeah. 
in it. It's it, not really exactly. a whole lot of fun. He's like, yeah, I just pulled up the radar. It looks ugly down there. It is. Yeah. Um, we've been watching lightning pop offshore. There's a big one right here just southwest of us right now trying to come ashore. It's it's pitch black over there, so it's not a day to go out. But it's amazing. Even on a today like today, I got up at, at 5.30 and walked out and started watching the uh, first crack of light. There's 20 boats that already have come through here and worked the pass to the point looking. Yeah. And they've all left, but these fish up here are under a lot of pressure, a lot, that I can see. Mm-hmm. And I don't know a lot about but, it, Kurt, other, but, but it seems like uh, I hear a lot about when you get hooked up there, it's a, you're trying to get them away from sharks. Like it's turned into a food plot for sharks because they get hooked up and um, have tarpon on right there. You know, they, there's no doubt. Yeah, they, it, it, I didn't mean to cut you off, Kirk, but they've always had problems over there. Um, but it, we've we've talked about this, Kirk, on in the show now for the last two years. Sharks have become terrible problem with mm-hmm. with trying to catch anything. Oh now. yeah, you know, not not you know, you always heard about the big hammerheads and the bull sharks over there. Now it's here, mm-hmm. and 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 I, and and I've never really witnessed anything like this in over all my years of fishing. And and seeing how aggressive these sharks are now, I still have not. I've never lost a tarpon to a shark ever. Yep. But man, you hook a cobia, a kingfish, anything yep. on you know outside, yep. it, it's 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 almost instantaneous. It's right. crazy. So yeah, and, and over here the water. I mean, I've sent you all the pictures. It is unbelievable. It's like being in the Bahamas. Mm. Water is this beautiful aquamarine blue, crystal clear. I mean, we got up yesterday morning, we're walking the seawall. There's a big seawall behind the house. So I brought some rods down here, and, and we're in here fishing, throwing plugs and, and jerkbaits and watching these three- to five-pound snook work through here and then sheep's head. And I saw I, I saw a permit go by uh, yesterday morning. It looked like he was about 10 pounds. <laughs> but the water is so clear that you know if you see them, they've already seen you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just that clear. I don't. I don't know. That I you need a guide. I think you need to walk the seawall and go yeah. fishing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I really. I mean, you know. But it's, you know, you come down here and we had the opportunity, and Kyle was so gracious. He goes, Dad, I'll book a couple trips for us. So we're going to try to take a shot at it on Monday. But um, it's just to, to me, it's amazing how many people down here boat. It it it, it it's just. I was sitting there talking to Kyle. We were drinking coffee and tea this morning, and I said, you know, I said, I have a question. He goes, what? And I said, does anybody down here work? I said, I mean, I, 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 Kirk, I pulled up to the ramp on Wednesday. Wednesday. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm an 8 o'clock guy right now because I like for the sun to get up because it gives the yeah. pogies a chance to, to, to come up to the I surface. I'm in no hurry, right? I, so yeah. I pull up there at 7.15 in the ramp, and it is packed. Mm. I'm talking yeah. packed. I'm going, what in the hell on a Wednesday morning was it, you know, and, and you know, big trailers, most of them. Most most of those guys were, because Wednesday and Thursday, Kirk, the ocean was, was beautiful. Um, yeah. And a lot of those guys went, went dolphin fishing and stuff. But I, 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 I'm with you. I was like, wow. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of people, man, on a Wednesday morning. Kirk, I hear you. I, I count it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. I, w- I was going to say, I understand what you're saying. We were uh, down in Ponce Inlet last weekend, and Dalton and I were kayak fishing, and it was 
it was one after another. We were on the edge of the intercoastal yeah. uh, fishing docks. Mm-hmm. And Now we say Ponce. Is that Daytona? Daytona, yeah, South yeah. of Daytona yeah. right there, New Smyrna, yeah. uh, that area. It literally was a nonstop wake. Yeah. Uh. I mean, it was boat, 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 and back and forth, back and forth. And, and sandbars, they were two feet apart. Yeah. And it was – makes you appreciate – I mean, we're busy up here, but we're no, not as not busy like as down there. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I counted. Don't, don't get I yourself. sat here – I sat here yesterday morning. I guess it was 8.30 with Kyle and and um, Heather and, and Kate. And we were all sitting there looking, and I counted 30 boats in my line of sight. Now, that would be 30 boats, Kevin, Jeff, and Dave, in an area, and Chris – about the size of the St. Augustine area. If you were standing at the fort, just looking in that that basin right there from yeah, the, the little bridge, yep. yeah, to to the other bridge, to the Volano Bridge, thirty boats working, looking for tarpon, <laughs> looking for tarpon. Wow, yep. And that's just on our end. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't say on the other side that I can't see around the condos towards the bridge and back up on the other end of the pass. So. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. If, if there's a tarpon in there, they're, they're sure getting pressed. You know? <laughs> All right, well, enjoy, your, enjoy yep. your time. Thanks, Captain uh, Kirk. Hopefully you can get out on a little fishing trip. You know, the weather calms down for you guys, and uh, yeah. and you and Kate enjoy your time. Yeah, we are. We and, are. And All right, guys, y'all have a good show. Hey, make sure you keep up that therapy on that ankle now. Oh, it's good, man. I'm off the crutches. Uh, Dr. Pennington, God bless him. He stuck that needle in there, uh, Monday afternoon, which was not a lot of fun, I might tell you, but, uh, boy, it made a big difference, mm. you know, stretching and everything else. It's, it's, I'm off the crutches walking normal now. Thank God. No dancing, <laughs> no dancing, no break dancing. Right. I still want to know about this hammock thing now. I don't know why we don't get egg Benedict on all that other crap, you know, what's going on, Dave? What's going uh, on, brother? All right, buddy. Be good. See you, Kirk. Yep. Y'all have a good show. See you. All right. Well, uh, we'll take a break. We come back. Wow. Uh huh. Top Gun returns. He does. Okay. Wow. I can I can finally just start. You know, ignoring all the texts I've been getting for the last two weeks. Where's Top Gun? Where's Top Gun? Where's Top Gun? Okay. Here he is. He's going to let us know when we come back. Hey, and uh, just before we go to break, uh, Brother James went and saw Brother Danny. At Tire Outlet this week, he did. He did. He got uh, he got his truck all set up with uh, with new tires Good for him. Got him man. a new belt for the for his, for his vehicle. Got the brakes done. I mean, Danny and Tire Outlet took care of him. Seeing Tire Outlet's more than just tires. That's right. We always say that. Multiple locations all around Jacksonville. So if you need a set of tires or if you need service, everything but transmission. All right, at Tire Outlet. And, uh, folks, you're listening to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Oh, my goodness. Brother James just sent me a text. Yes, he did. And he said, come on, somebody, spit it out. Come on, Brandon. (laughs) Come on, Brandon, spit it out. (laughs) Oh. And a a special shout-out. To to Naomi. um, uh, Losing her last weekend. uh, it, that was I watched a Naomi lot of Judd? huh Naomi yeah. really Naomi uh, yeah passed away on on Friday and then she was inducted she was inducted she was going the, the judge were going to be inducted into the country hall of fame on Saturday and she yep. died on Friday what happened yeah. she been know. in bad health or she's mm-hmm. she's 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 been mentally ill for a long oh, time yeah. and they they're keeping it under wraps but it's 
a tragic situation. Yeah, it's a tragic situation. That's all I'll say. It was, I, uh, that song right there, uh, I, I'll never forget this. Um, my dad had a uh, 280Z. Yeah, sure. The back 280Z, in the day. Yeah. Uh, the, it was it the Datsun? Datsun. Yeah. Yes. That was and back when the Judds were uh, wound up and really popular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, right. That's right. And it was, um, it was the, the Turbo. Which was faster right. than all get oh, Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it was so light. Yes. And so I'll, I'll never forget the, that when that song came out by the Judds, that I remember I was driving because uh, I grew up in a town called Sterling, and my neighbors were, they'd lived like two houses away. They lived next door, you know, close by for a short period of time. It was called the Croson's. And they had a bunch of boys, you know, it was Butch and Gary and Dave and Keith and Chris, and they all had nicknames, you know, mm-hmm. it was Gree and Fats and Tink and Billy you know, Goat. And uh, we used to hang out with them. So anyway, they moved, They were always kind of living in the country. Well, they moved into Sterling, which was a suburban community for a while, and then they moved back to the country. So I used to go deer hunt out there with them in Middleburg area. And I'll never forget, I still remember it, riding in my dad's Z, heading out to deer hunt, listening to that Judd song, just uh-huh. loving it. Yeah. Just so excited because it was a great song. And I'm all, I got to skip school. My dad let me skip school to go deer hunt. And I was one of the happiest kids on the planet. Uh-huh. I get it. And that song was part of it. Yep. Crazy. Yep. Crazy how you remember certain songs oh, absolutely. like that. And you songs remember that tied moments. tied to a memory. Yep. Yeah, that's tied yeah. to a moment. And, 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 and just so... <laughs> I'm going to give you a little history, just like what you just talked about. So when Carrie and I got married, we got married at the Christ Church, Episcopal Church in Ponte Vedra. Our reception was at Palm Valley, which is PVO now, mm-hmm. okay, at, at the bridge. That song played at between, between us driving from the church to, to the reception. To the reception. Oh, See, so that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Isn't that yeah, crazy yeah. how yeah, that and, is? And, 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 and every time we hear it, we turn it up and we remember that moment. Wow. You know? crazy. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, I've got another song for you, and I want to see what kind of memories it triggers. Okay. <laughs> I remember we used to have a guy that called in yeah. by the name of Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's calling back in. Top Gun, good morning. Hello, boys. Good. I'm back. <laughs> hey, uh, first and foremost, man, glad to hear your voice. Yes, we've been yeah, saying a lot of glad, prayers. Uh, glad to hear that you're doing better. You know bet. that uh, you I'm went through a little something, something and uh, glad to, to, to hear you sounding a little spry and full of energy. I'm getting there. About 70% I'm at right now. I want to thank everybody for their prayers. Uh, some to prayer. I can tell you that. And um, I got a Top Gun salute for all the staff at Beaches Hospital. Uh, They really took great care of me. And they didn't even know I was Top Gun. (laughs) However, (laughs) However, after about six days, I had to go back in the hospital. And um, I had to get a... uh, echocardiogram done on my uh, heart and the lady that came in to do it her and her husband and her boys 
are big listeners to the show. How about that? Oh, that's cool. And, and I met her and her husband at the Christmas party, and they said they had a great time. Oh, how cool is that? That's great. Yeah, isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. That is cool. And um, and I also got a top gun salute for all the outdoor show moms out there. Happy Mother's Day. Yes, happy Mother's Day. Um, I hope you have a terrific day because uh, it's tough being a mom. Mm. I'm not a mom, but <laughs> I had a mom, and I know what I put her through. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's but, good. Um, hey, can I? I, I got, I got, I got a Top Gun salute and a shout out real okay. quick since we're doing this. Uh, went into Home Depot yesterday in in Saint Augustine. I had to have some blinds cut, yeah. and the guy that was in there who was cutting my blinds, getting them measured up. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, he said, "You, you got to be the guy from the outdoor show." And I said, "Yes, sir. I'm, I'm Captain <laughs> Kevin Favor." And he goes, "Man, I just want to let you know, I listen to you guys every Saturday morning." His name was Stephen. And I thought that that was awfully cool. Very hey, nice. Stephen, yeah. good morning. That's great. Hey, I have a question. Um, do you think that the president listens to this show? I know he goes to bed at like 8 o'clock at night, so he's probably up <laughs> at 7. Do you think he listens to the show? Of course he listens to it. Sure. Because I have a message for him. Stop wearing Top Gun glasses. You're not Top Gun. I'm Top Gun. (laughs) (laughs) So I just wanted to get that out there. And I'll leave you with this. You feel feel better, Top Gun? I'm getting that. Good. That's what we like. (laughs) There's a redhead and a blonde in a bar having a drink. And a news bulletin comes on the TV and shows this fella up about 15 floors on a ledge and uh, the redhead looks at the blonde and says I bet you $50 that guy jumps. Blonde says okay you're on. So a few minutes later the guy jumps and the blonde pays the redhead $50 and after a little bit the redhead said listen I can't take that 50 from you you know you're my friend and uh she said, I, I saw this earlier and uh, knew that the guy was going to jump. And the blonde said, uh, nope, a bet's a bet. And she said, I saw that earlier, too. And I can't believe that idiot jumped again. <laughs> oh, it's good to have him back. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> Yay, Top Gun. Like good to hear from you. I like that one. Good one, Top Gun. Good one. Stop wearing Top Gun glasses. <laughs> hey, uh, yes. Hagen Coastal Outfitters now has Hobie mm-hmm. kayaks. Okay, so they've had the old town, the Crescent kayaks. And now they have Hobie added to the lineup. They just got a truck shipment in. And they have a kayak center at the Mandarin Hagen Coastal Outfitters location. And here's the best part. If you're trying to figure out how you're going to transport it, they've got trailers now that can handle multiple kayaks. Multiple. I'm talking stacking them. Like four, I think, this thing holds. And if you got an HOA. Family outing. (laughs) <laughs> totally. And if you got an HOA and they have an issue, you so you can't leave the trailer outside and you don't have a very big garage, this trailer that they have has a little detachable tongue. 
so you can get it in the garage. That's always been a problem with these trailers. Well, they've got the solution. So go by Hagen Cole Slidefers, get the kayak of your dreams, Hobie, Crescent, or Old Town, and then get the trailer to boot, all at Hagen Cole Slidefers. If you'd like to join us this morning, behind Mark, here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, 904-641-1010. Want a little getaway that's not very far away? What's it, what's it about, two and a half hour drive? Three. Three, three-ish. But, but I take the back roads. It's a beautiful drive. It's an yeah, awesome Yeah, you got to take the back roads Yeah, you do. you got to take the back roads. Go How through do you the get start. there? How go, do you get to Steenhatchee River? Uh, go, go through, like, um, Petty the, Farms. And, oh, you and, go that way. Yeah, and then and then go through Stark, and then and, and from Stark you go due west, and, and you go through all those yeah, beautiful Yeah, because he's starting St. Aug, so. See, yeah. I, 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 I'm i going to take I-10. Oh, no. Because, Why? Well, yeah. because it goes through the Osceola National Forest, and that's actually not a bad drive, okay? And then once I get past I-75, then I'm going to turn off and take that county road that runs kind of all through the country. Yeah, yeah. I ain't get on I-10. You know? Yeah, I-10's I-10 I mean, doesn't bother me. Puts yeah. me to sleep. You know, the other, the kind other of like the, this breakfast. The other way you could go is through Palatka, through Floorholm. Yeah. Um, and then and then just you would be just south of Gainesville. Go, mm-hmm. go through that area. It's mm-hmm. all, all that's beautiful, man. Steen Hatchie's is a great getaway. Yeah. I, yeah, mean, I, um, I, I, I fished with a guy this week, um, and he mainly fishes out of Steen Hatchie. He lives here, but he mainly fishes out of Steen Hatchie. Man, just listen to him. Yeah, the, the 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 fishery over there. People love amazing, it. Amazing, man. Yeah, my my cousin Daryl and well, well you and know they that love it. you know that uh, last weekend I got pictures on Sunday morning of Captain Scott Shank, okay, mullet head and, uh-huh. and finger mullet fishing, and I'm going fishing where Steen Hatchie. Oh, they, they were all over there together. They, they, well, they got up early on Sunday morning, four o'clock. Uh huh. Drove over, launched the boat. Really didn't have a clue where they were going. Haven't fished over there very much. Uh-huh. So they just went out the inlet, saw some boats, went out there, shut the engines off, crushed them. Crushed trout? Trout and reds. Really? Crushed them. Hmm. Yeah. And Scott, you know, Scott's losing his mind because we're, you know, we're struggling to catch yeah, any kind of redfish right yeah. now, you know. And, and they're, oh, by the way, they're throwing gold spoons. That's huh. all they were throwing. I'll be darned. Yep. Said it was said. You it ever was fished over awesome. there, Dave? Yeah. What, what, have you ever been over there for sheep's head yet? <laughs> yes. It, I've, I've heard it's ridiculously yep. good. You know, it's kind of like our offshore thing for the breeding. Yeah. For yeah. The spawning. But I'd like to do that. Yeah, what was really cool, well, kind of odd, because I'm, I'm an East Coast guy. Mm-hmm. We ran 17 miles offshore, and it's 25 feet. I mean, it ain't like yeah, it's 70. Not no, no, and you, no could look, you could look down and go, yep, they're here. You could see them see down them. there. Yep. And you would drop them down. Is is the because you know like in this in the summertime here you can still catch sheep's head that's not as good as what it typically is in mm-hmm. the wintertime. But is their sheep's head fishery still on in the summertime over there? I, I don't that, think so. I don't know. I, I, talking, um, gosh, I'm sorry, my main name goes out of my head. But anyway, I, because I drilled him on it. Yeah, you know, and he goes, "No, it's March." Okay. It's March, beginning of April. Between the yep. full moons yep. there yep. in March. Yep. Yep. And and uh and he said it's nothing to it. He told you catch as many as you want. Yeah, you know, uh well, we're on the radio. I feel like I'm gonna get crunchy. But we went over about four years in a row. Yeah. And would have kids. It was awesome. All I was doing was baiting. You had could get fifteen apiece or yeah. something like that. Yeah. We would have fifteen apiece. Of what? 
sheep's head. Sheep's head, okay. And while they're spawning offshore. Yeah. And there would be 20 boats out there on a little right. something. And you're out there for maybe an hour. And you're done. Everybody had their limit on wow. the boat. Yeah. And I just felt terrible. <laughs> Honestly, I felt terrible because yeah. we go to cleaning them. They're all full of row. And, you know, you know, you're just blistering yeah. when they're real vulnerable. So, mm-hmm. And you know how much, you know, you and I both love Oh, sheep sheep head. Head. Yeah, absolutely. I've been, I've been my barbed back and okay. put them back a lot. Right, so, so, mm-hmm. so we've we've heard we've heard rumors that it tastes different. Did you did you find that? I didn't. I didn't necessarily think. That, okay. I mean, All I don't right. know. I didn't wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. But no, we've I've, heard. I've heard that, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I've I, never personally yeah. experienced it. That's kind of like uh, we need a freeze in the winter time to kill the mosquitoes. Yeah, that, I don't that know. doesn't yeah, work either. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I tell you, it was uh, it's totally different than. You know, you having to really pay attention and yep. get him before he bites. No. You just drop it down. It's like catching sea bass or a red snapper. I mean, they're just hammer it. So, a uh, question for you because you just said that you were fishing down around Daytona. What were you fishing? A kayak? Mm-hmm. Yep. What? You got kayaks now? Oh, yeah. Do yeah, you? Yeah, we've always had kayaks, yeah. Okay. I didn't, and I, I didn't. and you, when you mentioned that trailer, um, what a awesome thing to have because I've got five in my family. And, yeah. You know, paddleboard and all that stuff. Man, that is so easy peasy. You got a trailer? One yep. of those trailers? Yeah, those things Got one nice. of those stacked trailers yeah. and just throw them all on there, and <laughs> we roll down the interstate with it. And, yeah, we were down there fishing. Uh, we were just actually relaxing for the weekend, but um, Dalton and I took off, went fishing, and Heather went paddleboarding. And come to find out, we should have followed Heather. She went off into the backcountry. Uh-huh. We stayed on the docks on the trying to catch snook and that right. kind of stuff. Yep. And we went through the land of thousand casts, and we got thrashed with all the weight that we were talking about. <laughs> right. And we get back to together on a sandbar, and Heather said, "Y'all should have been with me. I saw a school of redfish, about seventy-five in it, and I saw you know snook, and I saw a tarpon roll, and I saw you know wow, I was like dang, we should have gone with you. Yeah, <laughs> you no know? kidding. Hmm. Yeah, had uh, I, I know we need to go talk to Mark, but I had a had an unbelievable fishing day yesterday. Actually, Wednesday and Thursday. Were just so good, um, and and fished with Dave Flogger and uh, his buddies on on Wednesday. We basically we basically went bottom fishing and had a flat line out the whole time. We caught kingfish, caught snapper. I mean, just just nonstop. By the way, it was just acres of bait on the beach, which is like oh my god, you know. Uh, Thursday uh, was 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 a, a, an amazing day. Uh, kind of did the opposite. Slow trolled for a little while, kingfish, 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 bonita, bonita, kingfish. I mean, just, just awesome. Mm-hmm. Then bottom fished for last thirty minutes, caught a big snapper. Um, yesterday the wind was blowing, um, so I had to change my game plan. I, I was fishing with uh, with my buddy Doug, Travis, and brother-in-law Clark. Uh-huh. Clark. Uh-huh, Clark. Brother-in-law. Brother. Who's brother-in-law? That's Doug's brother-in-law. Okay. And so does, I said, does, does Clark know Doug's uh, special abilities when it comes to Cobia fishing? He's heard he's rumors. Heard. Okay, yeah, he's heard <laughs> he's heard he's heard rumors. Okay, and um, because I just want to flashback here yeah, for a minute because okay. last year mm-hmm. there was a uh, moment, a brief moment in time where the Cobia bite was pretty good, and you and Doug were in a great position. With only minimal baits yeah, left like, in the live like, well, literally like four baits, like four, four, four baits mm-hmm. left in the live well, mm-hmm. and he had a great opportunity. I catch him like what a fifty pound cobia, yeah, yeah. to feed you all, yeah, 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 and uh, it didn't end so well. No, it didn't. There was a couple uh, non bail openings, throwing the baits off. Oh yeah, 
Okay. Yeah. And, and, and anyway, we ended up with no bait, no fish, and just continued just to take pictures yeah. of the 50-pounder on the right and just say, oh, well, <laughs> you know, we had our, we had our shot. You know? But I remember that it, was a great story for the outdoor show. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a great story. Yeah, it was a great story. So. About how, you know, four chances and Doug just blew off four. Yeah, over. there's, you know. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, people. But he learned. Okay, you know, he you, got it, better from that, uh, right? He did. Yeah. You know, he absolutely learned. You learned from all I'm not going to make okay. that mistake right, right, again. Right, right, and, right. And, and for people who have never been in the outdoors and, 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 and they've heard of this thing called buck fever, buck fever is not a myth. Buck no. fever is real, and I won't tell you right now it's real. And if you've if you've never experienced it, I, I apologize to you. But this is something outdoorsmen experience. Well, anyway, so we're struggling. I I I, I go southeast yesterday because we're going to have a hard southwest wind, south swells. Get to my spot. I'm, I'm man, I'm, I'm loaded up, bait. I put the trolling motor down. I'm go- got no power. I'm like, oh man, this is not the way to start the day. You know, because yeah. I wanted the bottom fish because it's a great cobia spot. It's a great flounder spot. I said, okay, old-fashioned way, put the boat in reverse against the tide. You guys drop down. I'll hold us here as long as I can. Anyway, we did and caught nothing. I mean, it was dead. Started slow trolling, nothing. Moved to another mm-hmm. spot, mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and literally, these guys fish with me enough. They know, first off, it's slow. Yeah. They know the Tro- deal. Trolling motor's dead. I've got to go get it fixed. They're like, look, it's cool. Let's go in. Go get your trolling motor fixed. So I'm literally packing stuff up, and my phone rings. It's Captain Scott Shake. I'm going, because I know he had an inshore charter. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, if he wanted to talk to me, he could call me on the VHF, you know? So, oh, that's weird. I said, what's up, Scott? He goes, dude, there's rays on the beach. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, there's rays on the beach. You need to you need to come in here. So I said, boys. And, they, you know, I told them what was going on. They're like, mm-hmm. let's go. And I go, and I, I find him. And he's chasing a ray with inshore rods. Oh. I'm like, Scott, Scott, hold on. I said, I've got an extra cobia rod right here. No, we're okay. I said, Scott, take my take my cobia rod. I got another one right here. Uh-huh. So I hand him and I said, You need some live bait because he's throwing shrimp. He goes, No. I said, Scott, take some pogies. He said, Okay, give me a dozen pogies. So I give him a dozen pogies. He's going east. I said, I'm gonna turn around and, and, and go west. And and we don't go hundred yards and, and there's a ray. Uh and and I mean they were they, they were feeding so hard. Love it when they do this. Their heads out of the water. Oh, yeah, awesome. You know, yeah, it's pretty it, cool. It, it, it's, which, which by the way, mm-hmm. um, our ring power tip is going to be associated with this. So stay tuned because you yes. got some pictures yes. that are incredible. Yes. So, so I, I'm like Doug gra- grabbed. I got two cobia rods up top. One with a Cajun Thunder. One without. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. I said grab the one with the Cajun Thunder. It's just easier to throw on top of a ray with with a cork. You know, only a foot a liter. Yeah. Um. Pull up to the first ray, and I'm like, he's on the left wing. And, and Doug's like, what? I said, there's a Kobe on the left wing. And Doug. How big you think? Oh, it was a small fish. You know, okay. I could tell he's probably 30 inches. Okay. You know, but hey, look, this is this is fun. Yeah. Great yeah. practice, too, yeah. you know? So makes it makes a perfect cast. I mean, and, and the bait's going to drop by the Kobe, turns around, eats it. First cast, catch Kobe. So you're like. I'm Way like, to Doug, go, Doug. I was. I was like, Doug, you, you, you go, brother. He, you know? he has learned from last year. Absolutely. Yeah. But we're we are good to go. You know, uh-huh. let's go. Let's go find us a keeper. You know, we go and we hit three. Or, release that one. Yeah, release that okay. one. Uh, hit three or four more rays. We catch another short. Um, there's just everywhere. I mean, literally, I, I haven't seen it like this in years, and and we're just loving it. So now we take brother-in-law Clark 
Give him the cork. Okay. Okay. Give him the float. He's never done this before, but mm-hmm. heck, there's there's raids everywhere. You know what I mean? It's, is he related to Doug? Brother-in-law. Okay, but but uh, so he, by no, marriage. He, he he is not blood, but he, by he marriage. Is, he is like here as in calm. Calm. You know, I'm like throw throw throw, and he's like, I'll get it out there. You know, I'm like, no no, you got to throw now. You know, I yeah. mean, okay. I'm getting excited. Yeah. Well, and about that time, Doug's like fifty pounder. And uh, I look uh-oh. up on the next ray, and there he is, man. Big, big, big cobia. nasty, brown cobia. I'm like, yeah, that's him right there, you know. And So Clark is on Clark, it? Clark goes up. Doug goes up. They're both up there. They're both up there, okay. which is probably my uh, fault, right? Uh, the first throw, they crossed the wires. Oh, uh, no. Uh-huh. And <laughs> Mayhem. <laughs> mayhem. Doug thinks that he's got the cobia. I'm like, bro, you Got the ray. Got the ray. Oh, Down he goes no. with the cobia. Oh. So I pop it off. I, I don't have time to tie another rig, so I literally just cut a rig off of another rod. I tie it back on Doug's. Get settled back in. I'll be damned. Here he comes back up. Five minutes later, right in front of him. Here's a cobia, right? So, all right, guys. This time, let's, 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 let's make this right. You know, So we go up. And I'm 20 feet, and the, the, the rays on top of the water. I mean, it's, mm. this isn't, you know, it, yeah. it, it, and this is easy. And I'm throwing downwind. Oh okay? no, really? Oh yeah, throwing downwind. Oh. Clark makes a good cast, but almost too good. Throws way up in front. He's got the float. Keep in mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so they he makes the cast. Doug makes the cast. I'm not sure where Doug's bait goes. Uh-huh. Well, all of a sudden I see the court go down in front of the ray. <laughs> it goes underneath the ray. The, the cobia came up and ate the bait and went back underneath, but the, the line is in front of the ray. <sighs> Doug's pogie swims onto the line <laughs> of, of Clark's. All right, so now I've got a tangle, and I'm not sure if I have the, You're the ray. You're tangled with your two anglers, and they're tangled yeah. on the ray. Yes. And the cobia has a bait. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. So, so. This is, all, this is all going on, all right? So I grab Clark's rod, and I can tell that it's wrapped around the ray, and I pop it off, right? I reel it in, and I tie it off, and I put it in the, put it in the rod holder. I'm like, no more. We're going to have one person throw. Doug, mm-hmm. you're up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The ray comes back up. Same ray? It's got the cork on him. <laughs> it's tagged. With the cobia. <laughs> and I'm like, well... Doug, here we go. You know, this is we we got a, another shot at this. So wait a minute, the, is, is is the cork? The cork is in the cobia's mouth. In the cobia's mouth, but you cut it off. Yes, because it was wrapped around the ray. The line was wrapped right. around the ray. Right. Yeah, but since I cut it off, right, it came unwrapped from his wing. You okay, understand? so it's like jaws. You got a barrel on the cobia. I got a barrel on, on, on the cobia. <laughs> okay, you can see the cork behind him just just going like this. <laughs> yeah, it's a red and white cork. You can't miss it. Right? The water's beautiful. Doug. Uh, Doug throws up there. Hooks the ray. Hooks the ray. Oh, no. I go up there. I pop it off. I tie it off. And I said, we're done. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't do it. So if somebody catches a cobia about 50 pounds yep. with a red and white cork in its mouth, <laughs> please return the cork to Kevin Favor. Yeah. Okay. And I know we need to take a break. But here's... Here's the biggest hint, and I've always told Jeff, you've done this with me before. When you throw 
You have to make that cast when you throw across the top of a ray. You hold the rod up above your reel, head, reel, 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 and you reel, 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 and get that bait to give him that little wash behind, right behind, right the behind him, I mean, because, right behind the ray, right behind the ray, because the the, the bait will kind of do circles and it's over. That's it. it. It's and and then from then you do not play. Mm-mm. You 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 stay as hard on that fish as you can because he's going to try to stay with that ray. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it was a great day. That's a great story. <laughs> it's a great story. And I didn't have to clean a fish. Oh. So <laughs> so here's the deal. Seriously, Jeff, I put the rods up. I I'm not, I'm not tying on any more rigs. Mm-hmm. As we're as we're running back, Ray, 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 Ray. <laughs> I'm like, we're going in. So today, <laughs> with the wind blowing as it is, it's west. Uh, there's there's no doubt. Folks, if you if you can go, yeah. go. It go was, today. And and thank you to Captain Scott Shake. Seriously, for calling me in there. And and he, by the way, he ended up catching a 30-pounder. Nice. Yep. And, he, and, nice. He's, and he's like, I wouldn't have caught it if you hadn't gave him the rod and reel and the bait. So you know, it, awesome. it, it all worked out really well. All right, let's take a break. Uh, and, folks, uh, if you're in St. Augustine and you're hungry, Moe's Southwest Grill right there in St. Augustine, uh, right across the street from the road that goes to Fish Bites. Exactly. We'll be there in two weeks, right, by the We'll way. be there in a couple weeks. Yep. Uh, so, again, uh, welcome to Moe's Southwest Grill. Uh, we come back. Uh, we got Mark. We got Matt. And you, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. CNH Marine Construction, been getting some pictures from Mr. Bob Matthews, and uh, some of the work that they do is just absolutely I think beautiful. I'm going to go break bread with Mr. Bob Matthews this evening. I heard you were going to do that, uh-huh. and uh, they, he sent me a picture of this uh, beautiful riverfront place. It's got uh, like a patio area on the on the, on the the bank, uh-huh. and then it goes down to the dock. Beautiful. But here's the thing. I keep looking at the picture going... It's got a gazebo thing with this open roof, you know, the way, I guess, you know, you get the ivy creeping up there. Uh Man, you got to have some tin on that thing. Some Some tin? Some shade. Oh. Right? I don't know. I mean, I've only seen pictures, so it's going to be, it's going to be good. Anyway, I was joking around, Bob. I was like, man, you got to put some tin on that thing, man. You got to have some shade. Yeah, Carrie and I are getting kicked out of our house uh, today, and uh, so we are looking forward to going and, and, uh. See Mr. Bob Matthews, our house goes on the market tomorrow, and the realtors are having a little meeting today, and so it should be should be an interesting few days. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Mark has been hanging on for quite some time. Good morning, Mark. Morning, fellas. How y'all been? Good morning, Mark. Yeah, I'm glad you had a good day Thursday. I uh, I drove down to Comanche Cove and went with a fellow to the Gulf Springs Thursday. And uh, apparently the water water conditions down there changed overnight. We went to the roll down. We managed one black fin tuna about twenty pounds. It was a good one, but uh, doggone, it was tough fishing. And the break was north up toward Elton, and we kind of talked about that before right. we left the dock. But the boat owner said, "I want to go back to where we caught them the other day." And I said, "Well, the water temperatures changed there now." Yep. And uh, it was like seventy seven. Whatnot. And I think we ran right through the fish, too, because when we were coming back in, we hit a band of uh, 80, 81-degree water mm-hmm. in 120 feet. We stopped there and fished for about 30 minutes, caught that black fin, had three knockdowns, and had to come on in because it was getting too late. You know, I um, it was interesting. I was talking to Captain Ricky Papour, Captain Jeff Stam, and they, uh, they, they, they've been doing a lot of dolphin fishing and stuff. 
and if these guys are all buying Roth reports, they're they're yeah. they're they're not going out there blind anymore. There or, or somebody buys it and shares it. And, you know, everybody pays for the cost because it's, it's it, it does it, it, there is a cost to it. Um, well, what, what what would really bite you in the rear end is we had the report and we could see the breakup off of the north of it. Oh, I, and that's I guess that's that's what's so funny is that I was talking to Ricky and and Jeff about this the other day and they're like, yeah, well, we got the spot. There was thirty other boats there. I'm like, what? 50, 60 miles up, there's 30 boats in a little area. And he goes, yeah, the, the, everybody shares the information. And he goes, everybody caught fish. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, there were probably 35 or 40 boats out with us, including the Jody Lynn. I got you. Yeah. It's, and, just, it's uh, just one of those days, yeah. It was it was a common theme on the radio, everybody crying. I, I think half the boats out there got skunked. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, you're talking about your boat ramps getting crowded. It made me really appreciate fishing out of Georgia. All gone. At 4.30 in the morning, there must have been 15 boats lined up trying to put in. Just about everybody going to the Gulf Stream. <laughs> um, and, 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 and it's interesting you should say that because um, I, 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 I want to start learning some Georgia waters. You, you know what I mean? Because there's, it's, uh, it's, it, it, there's uh, different limits. You know, there's, there's, it's a different fishery. Um, so you're welcome. You're welcome to come up any weekend you want to. I will show you all you need to know. You know what? I'm been, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take you up on that. By the way, I am. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm five decades. Yep. Fishing. Yep. Pretty much everywhere. Yep. And, I, I uh, would I would love to do that. Besides the fact, that if you want to eat some trout, you can actually keep fifteen per person up here with a minimum of fourteen inches. Yep. A mm. But um, I got you. You were talking. You were talking a little while ago about there's tarpon down in Southwest. Florida, yeah. I guess you're talking about. Yes. And um, you were saying that these fish can change habits and so forth. And one thing that I have noticed from all my years of fishing, and one of the things that I get on our young charter boat captains up here with that just swear up and down that we don't have redfish anymore. And I tell them, I say, son, I caught 75 yesterday without even hardly trying. Mm-hmm. Is that those, you know, the fish adapt, environment changes, the only one constant is that everything's changing. Right. You've got to change with the adaptations of those fish. You've got to change with their habitat. The habitat doesn't stay the same. I agree. I agree because there's, uh, there's places that I have fished with years. Jeff has fished with me numerous times on these spots, and I keep going back to them because I, in, in my memory, I remember the days that we had on these spots, and there is nothing there anymore. Nothing. Yeah, and, and that happens. I mean, I've got holes where I used to trout and redfish maybe – 35 years ago, they aren't even there anymore. It's Marsh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a dynamic environment. It changes. You, you've got to change and adapt with the fish. Keep keep looking. Keep scouting. Keep being open to change what you're doing and where you're doing it. Yeah, I agree. Mark, we got to take a break. Thank, Thank you, you so much. And I'm going to take you up on well, that some weekend. Day. All right, buddy. All right, tell it. let's get uh, Matt in real quick. Okay. Uh, he's got a gear question. Uh, morning, Matt. Good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Good. Good. I got a question for you. I fished the Save Rodman tournament the other day, and I got new stickers to go over the back, but I couldn't get the old stickers off the tent, and people said take a razor blade. I was, I'm was i scared of messing up the tent. Do y'all know of a way to get the old ones off so you don't screw the tent up to put the new Save Rodman stickers on? No, that's a great question. I don't yeah, know. I, somebody would know. Somebody's listening yeah, will know. That's a great question. We'll, we'll put it out there. Uh, folks, if you know the answer, how do you get a sticker off of a window decal. tent? Yep. An old decal yeah, off a window tent without ruining the window tent because you can't use a razor blade. 
uh, please yeah. let us know. Yeah, I think it's a great question, yeah. and uh, Matt will put it out there. And Google it. And if somebody's got cool. a question or yep. has got an answer, 904-641-1010. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Okay. Bye. All right, uh, folks, uh, we're going to take a break here. We come back. We've got a Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week right here on the Nimnick Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. Ring Power and a Cat Rental Store has the youngest fleet in the industry and the most dependable. If you would uh, like to learn more about all the different equipment, all you have to do is go to ringpower.com to learn more. This week's tip comes from uh, Captain Kevin. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, look, uh, got a little... Hard wind blowing, yeah. but it's out of the southwest. Yeah, and and I was I was thinking about this yesterday because you know, Dave, we were talking. You know, you're you're trying to find a, a weekend to to a day a day. You know, to, to go fishing. And, Dave, you should have went and, today. And, and, yeah, <laughs> and and the thing is, Jeff, is that look, Saturdays and Sundays, people it's when people are off, and, and I mean, really, I get to feel bad. So I'm thinking, you know what, I got to figure out some way to let people know. That they, at least they can fish the beach on the southwest wind. You know, I mean, even yeah. if it's blowing 20, you can yeah. stay in there in, in 15, 20 feet of water. There's bait everywhere. Um, there was bait north of the inlet uh, on, on Wednesday and Thursday. Yesterday, it was south of the inlet, St. Augustine. Um, I, I've talked to the guys out of Mayport and they said there's bait everywhere. So you can go and, and, and catch all the bait you want. And I, the, the water temperatures hovered right around 77 degrees, and I'm sure it's even going to be a little warmer today. And so that's that's plenty warm enough to catch kingfish on the beach. I know there's bonita all over the beach. There's yeah. Spanish everywhere on the beach. So there's there's things to do. And then yesterday, lo and behold, uh, there's there's rays on the beach. That's a great picture you got. Isn't it amazing? It, it's posted up on our Facebook page and our Instagram page. And this is from you fishing yesterday. Yesterday, yes. Got a picture of a ray. A lot of people maybe are wondering, well, what kind of a ray are you talking about? How wide? Okay, this picture that you have of the ring, he's how all day twelve feet. He's wide. twelve feet wide, easily from tip wingtip to wingtip, easily. This is not a little bat ray, no. which people see on the beach, maybe. And, and, and literally, that's I could have jumped on that. I mean, literally, that's a great picture. Yeah, isn't it a great picture? You great can see, picture. you can see how hard they're feeding. Yeah, you know, when they're, when they're feeding like that, they don't care. No, they they they're not spooky. They they'll swim right up to your boat. Um, so he was in sixty five feet. No. Okay, well, you got a picture of your I, I, depth I, I, finder. I, I, yeah. I don't depth. want people to get confused. Ballpark. No, no, I was just I was just taking water temperature. Okay. That you know from from that's that's and if you can see it's like seventy six dot seventy six dot six is the water temperature. Right. Okay, but but what was the water depth of the ray? Just so people have an idea. Uh, generally speaking, the water depth for rays is anywhere from twenty five to forty five feet. Okay. I just yeah. I wanted to make sure that we explained that yeah. because I don't want them to get confused. Okay, the rays are in sixty five feet. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's no. A good. Good. There. Good point. Yeah. But no, these 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 rays were typically like on on the beach. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you so you're you're going to fish anywhere from twenty five to forty five feet. My point is, you could go slow trolling, and while you're slow trolling, look for rays. Look for rays. Yeah. So there's your your ring. And, and the other thing is, Great don't, don't don't forget your downrigger. I did that this week <laughs> because I haven't I haven't I haven't trolled. Yeah. I haven't been offshore. You know, and I get out there on on Wednesday and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna troll. I can honestly <laughs> say, downrigger, which is okay. You know, but. Out of out of all of the fishing that I have done, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything that's better than casting on a on a ray. 
for Kobe. When you see the Cobia yeah. underneath the ray. It gets I mean, exciting and your sight it's it, yeah. it's yep. like it's like putting all of the great out outdoor activities yep. into one, okay? You're you're visually looking, you're scouting to try to find the game. Okay, the which the game in this instance right. is the race. Right. And 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 here's the deal. You got to have a guy that can drive. Yes. And you got to have a guy that can throw. Mm-hmm. You can't because if if you screw that it's up, a, it's a total art. Yes, it but is. When, a total but when art. you have all of the the components of it, the searching, right. the visual of finding the ray, and then you're going to the ray, the anticipation, and then oh yeah, yeah. look at Making there's the five of them yeah. Yeah. And, on the ray. And so I had this conversation this morning on the way here with Captain Leon Dana because he 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 heard from Scott. And he goes, all right, tell me that, you know, Scott has a tendency to exaggerate at times, which is fine. Uh, but I, I told Leon, no, it, this is. Chris, Chris, would you like to go ahead and, yeah, yeah. and give us an imitation on that? Yeah. That's me. <laughs> and, 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 and so Leon said, okay, compare this to you pull up to a pogey pod and it's just getting crushed by tarpon. Or, oh, this is better. And I said, it's not even in a comparison, dude. Uh-huh. It's not. You can yeah. throw the pogey out there anywhere in a pogey mm-hmm. pod. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but with this, it is. You can mess up pretty best. quick. You can mess up real quick. I mean, yeah. it's, it is, it is not easy. My, uh, my son, Dylan, is, uh, you know, like most kids today, they love Instagram, but, and he's eat up with the fishing bug like your son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dave. And he, by the way, we could have caught these fish on a fly rod yesterday. That's what he wants to do. Yeah. He would love to catch a cobia off of a ray on the fly. Yep. yep. Me too. Yep. Which would be incredible. Yeah, I'm yeah, wanting yeah, to get yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yesterday would have been. One a day? One of the days? I mean, easily, easily done. Well, we were, we were talking about buck fever yeah. and you yes. know, catching a small cobia. You can make that perfect cast because you're all <laughs> calm and all that stuff. And that's what reminded me of that when you said that before is seeing that cobia with a fly rod. You can make all these big, beautiful casts. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, whip, whip, as whip. soon as it's, it counts and it's a forty-pound cobia, yeah, you're turning to Doug Wenzel. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're tangled into everything. Yeah, the whole thing's messed up because you just panic. Oh, you know? I had to get down in there one more time, there, Doug. Sorry about that. Oh, it's easy to panic. Oh, it totally is. I mean, but like I do I said, it myself, and that's why we love it. That's yeah. a, that's there's so many components of cobia fishing on rays. It's it's the it's the first of all, you're out there, you're 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 on the hunt. You're yeah. looking for rays. You see that fin come up of one of the wings, and you the anticipation. You hey, it is a ray. Now you're going there, and then you pull up alongside the ray to not mess it up, and then you see Kobe, and then the anticipation of the cast. Yeah. And then once you make the cast, it's got to go over the ray, and I mean, there's dude, so many I, components. I you forgot s- about the excitement between that when you sling the bait off the yes. first cast. <laughs> And, and then panic. Then, then it you, goes you guys, you guys have no idea all the stuff I've seen throwing on race. I mean, it's like, and 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 now, just just don't get upset. Just, yeah. You know, I got I got to say one of, it, one of the it, greatest it, it, days fishing I've ever had was uh, on race with Tom Lucas down around Matanzas years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, and uh, it was absolutely incredible. Hey, by the way, congratulations to Tom Lucas. And the St. John's Country Day Spartans baseball team, district champs. Wow. And Again, uh, right? They, again, this yeah. is three three years in a row. Right. And happened, I, I went to the game on Thursday night. It was at, uh, at Trinity. 
and it was an 11-1 victory for the St. John's Country Day Spartans, and man, have they got a good team. Ooh. And Tom Tom Lucas has done an amazing job building that program, and I know this is kind of off track, but it just it, it made me think of it when uh, because, you know, Kobe fishing with Tom. Yeah. And uh, I love high school athletics, and, and I love high school sports. And and man, it's, here, what a great job. Congratulations a, to them. Congratulations. Here's the reason Tom Lucas quit being a charter captain, because he took other people Kobe efficient? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you got to be yeah, yeah, kidding yeah, yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. The layup. Yeah, yeah. exactly. When, Doug Wenzel would not be a happy man no. on a charter with Tom Lucas. I can tell you that. He wouldn't have had the sense of humor that Kevin did. I can tell you. All right, let's go to the phone lines and bring up Archie. He wants to talk a little golf fishing. He'd been on hold for too long. Good morning, Archie. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Morning. Hey, Dave Edwards. How are you? Good, Archie. How how are you doing? Good, man. Your daddy doing good? Doing fantastic. Yeah, good to hear your voice. Appreciate all the input. Uh, you guys just described my uh, pilgrimage of uh, learning how to catch snook. Uh, first time I saw one, I said, wow, that's quite a fish. And then try to get a bait in front of them. And then right time, right place, right size. Um, it's just incredible. But I had that opportunity a couple weeks ago down there in Crystal River and uh, finally got one in season in the slot and we ate him over the last two weeks and it's been amazing <laughs> oh good good yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny you bring up you bring up snook archie this mm-hmm. morning i got a text from mike hayes of thick pen heating and cooling 904-448-1962 by the way if you got any hvac issues mm-hmm. uh, him and his uh, lovely wife carol were out fishing this morning in the river and I just showed Kevin the picture, and and Dave has seen it. I mean, you, how big is that snook that they, that she caught? I I, I didn't. That's get, a stud. Yeah, I didn't yeah. get a real good look at it, but if you had to guess, it's eight pounds. Yeah, I mean, nine it's, pounds. Yeah, I, I, I would say probably four. Yeah, five. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was on the shank scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they so got, is that that the St. John's or yeah. down in Palm Valley? No, that's the St. John's River. Come on. Somewhere near close to downtown. I can't give the spot away, yeah, but man. downtown area. You may never get any pictures again. Archie, well, those, I, those guys fight crazy good, don't they? Yeah. They're just, yeah it's just you when you're down there and, you, and, you, and you're in about literally about 18 inches of water and you throw that bait up under the, under the mangrove. Yeah. And then he just rolls on it. When he rolled like two feet behind him, another one jumps out of the water. Mm. It's crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Then you're trying to fight him, get him away from those mangoes. Exactly. Mangroves. Ab- absolutely. Yeah, Love you got it. you just try to get him out of there first and then and then your heart's just going crazy cuz you want to get him in the boat. <laughs> the captain says, "Take your time, take your time." Yeah, and, and Archie, we were I was talking about this earlier and I was talking to Leon, Captain Leon about this and that excitement, which is basically a drug. I mean, it's it's unbelievable, and, and you don't you don't experience it. You know, it, look, we we hunt and fish, so you don't experience it all the time. You get used to certain things. You know, I can remember when I first started bow hunting, and I went to shoot a doe, and I was just, oh my god, I was about to come out of my shoes. I was so nervous <laughs> and that that excitement. And if you've never experienced anything like that, you you need to you need to maybe think about, like you said, Archie, go snook fishing, go do something like that. Um, it, it, it's, it's an amazing adrenaline rush that some people yeah. never, ever experience. You, you know, I wrote an article one time and I think it was titled, take me there. And 
it was, you know, we would spend all this time, energy, effort, had had the kids and all that stuff, plowing, putting food plots in, mm-hmm. fixing stain. You know, you're doing all this stuff. But the whole gist of the article was that I could not take my kids there. It was the deer. It was the wood duck that was coming in. It was the turkey. It was the <laughs> snook. Right. You know, we can do all this stuff to prep and do and have the right rods and have the right everything. But that ray and that cobia is what takes <laughs> us there. That's right. To that's, that drug, that's, to that, that, that adrenaline. That's yep. exactly right. Yeah. Yep. Pretty amazing. Hey, uh, you guys mentioned Doug all the time. I know you're dumping on him a little bit today, but I went to school with Doug, and I would, I'd love to somehow reconnect with him. I don't know if that's possible, but, uh, man, I, he may not want to reconnect with me, but we, we go back about 40 years. Get to Archie, leave your number with Chris, yeah, and uh, we'll get the two of you together. Absolutely. I'd love to do that, man. Always enjoy the show. Thank you all a lot. So we'll be up in Stenhatchee this fall with the uh, Outfitters. And, uh, Sweet. So just try to give a report when we can. All right, buddy. Thank you, Archie. All right, yeah, yeah hang tight. Chris will get your number. Yeah, yep, yep, don't go there. All right, uh, let's take a break. And, uh, folks, uh, if you're in the market for a new or a used vehicle, the Nimnick family of dealerships, Chevrolet on Cassett and Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway, is the best place to go. And here's the other reason why. They have a best price guarantee. Okay, and I also have to mention this because uh, kudos to the Nimnick family of dealerships and the old school Kingfish shootout, which is on June 11th. Okay, they are the uh, lucky ticket sponsor that the Nimnick family is. It's the $10,000 lucky ticket sponsor. So during the tournament, if you take a picture with your kingfish and your boat number and text it to the tournament line, you're automatically going to be entered into a drawing for $10,000. And the winner will be drawn at the awards on June 12th, and you must be present to win. A couple of notes for you here. You don't have to weigh a fish, okay? In 2020, the lucky ticket winner was a 10-pound fish. In 2021, it was 11 pounds. So <laughs> the uh, the Nimnick family of dealerships, lucky ticket sponsor during the old school Kingfish shootout. Take note. And to join us here this morning on the Nimnick Outdoor Show, 904-641-1010. So I told you guys yesterday how I started my day. Started out great, right? Caught bait. No problem. Get to my spot, put the trolling motor down, hit the button, and no power. You're like, oh. <laughs> you know, you're just. Oh, it's not good. good. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. You know, I mean, so we, we ended up fishing. But huge thanks to Wayland Bay because I called BJ about halfway through my day. And once I got close enough to, uh, to shore where I could call him and told him what happened. And he's like, what time are you going to be done? I said, you know, I'll, I'll probably be out, done with everything around 1 o'clock. He said, just come in. He said, and I'll, I'll go through it real quick. Mm-hmm. And, and, dude, I pull up there. They open the gate. BJ jumps in and uh, literally finds a corroded wire, clips off the end. He's like, you know what? This other, you know, this other connection, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to redo these while I'm in here. Redoes it. You know, I, I, it's just really cool. I, I those guys take care of me, and, and uh, Chad and, and uh, Brandon, and obviously BJ. I, I, I appreciate them. That's you know, for a charter captain, that means a lot, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know because keep you going. Uh, absolutely, because if if I had to if I had to take that into somewhere and, and leave it a week, that's a week without a trolling motor. You yeah. know, and and here's the deal. I, I I was sure that it wasn't the trolling motor mm-hmm. because when you just have no power, 
something else is going on. And how, and, you know, and, uh, it's it, usually like a battery or something. It, it was a connection yeah. to the battery, yeah. which is underneath the console. Right. You know, so it's, so it's but, but, but they can trace that yeah. a whole lot easier than I can. Anyway, yeah. By the way, did, uh, did you know that uh, Chad is a huge Georgia Bulldogs fan? Um, I had no idea. He is an absolute <laughs> nut. He and I probably Georgia won't get along. <laughs> yeah. He, why, he, why might, he might be the happiest man about the Jaguars' number one overall pick, Trevon Walker. Oh, yeah. Chad. Yeah. Was oh, he yeah. happy about he's that? He's thrilled, man. He's mm-hmm. loving it. So uh, so he's, re- he's, he's ready to do some fishing with Trevon? I think he would probably get him out on a fishing boat, no problem. Okay. Means that he's a Georgia Bulldog. Yeah. I was just laughing. No, that's funny. All right, so I got I got to share a story from yesterday. Uh, you know, last year when I when I got my Old Town kayak, which was not mine, it was actually my wife's because I was waiting for mine and I was using hers for for the year. Well, finally got mine, and then uh, we we had an opportunity to go out a couple different co- times. But Tara hasn't caught a fish yet on her kayak, and so with Mother's Day weekend, she said, "Hey, look, you know, I've got some work to do when." When I get done with all of my work, can we go late evening on Friday? And I said, sure, let's go. So I got everything loaded up, and as soon as she got done with all her work stuff. Did you look at the forecast? And I saw I did. I <laughs> looked at the forecast. I looked at two things. I looked at the, the weather forecast, and I saw the wind, and I was like, ugh. Yeah. But then I also saw that there was a 0% chance of rain, which was kind of not completely true. No, that was not. Um, but I saw the tide as well, mm-hmm. and the tide was good. Wind was going to be a little uh, iffy, mm-hmm. especially in a kayak. But I yeah. said, you know what? We're going. We're going. Mm-hmm. So we launched and went in the intercoastal. And uh, we had a pretty good pedal, which uh, which was great. You know, you get a little exercise at the same time you're, you're going fishing. And we had a ball. We had a ball. And it was a challenge to fish in the wind in a kayak because, man, the yeah, wind blows a kayak around yeah. like that. Yeah. And so it's a challenge, but I ended up, we were kind of heading towards this one particular creek and I saw a bait fish jump out of the water between me and the bank and I, and so I always, I'm ready to go. Immediately threw in there and dude, wasn't even a spot we were planning on fishing and it was hooked up immediately. Mm-hmm. Trout, 20 inches, you nice. know, great trout. And uh, get in the creek, catch another really nice trout, so we got two keepers and uh, I caught a couple redfish, and she still hadn't caught one yet. And I said, you got to come up here. Mm-hmm. And she comes up there, and I said, throw up into there. There's oyster bars, and she hooks one, her first one. And it was awesome. And it was almost the exact same spot that Dylan, Dylan caught, caught his first fly. redfish on the I'll fly. Nice. Yep. And so we have now renamed that creek. I don't know if it even has a name. <laughs> it's now First, F-I-R-S-T-S, First. First Creek. First Creek. Okay. That was her first red uh, fish on the kayak. Dylan's first on the fly, red fish on the fly. And she ended up catching two, and she's the one that caught to keep a red fish. And so, uh, yeah, what a great day. And I will tell you, when we were heading back to where we launched at, we had the wind at our backs going to our creek. Mm -hmm. The wind was in our face going back. Mm Mm-hmm. And it Burn. was, man, it was blowing like 17 <laughs> it was. to 20. It was, it was howling, man. And the legs are, are kind of sore already. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, on a kayak, you're talking about getting blown around a lot. Maybe a couple of tips. You probably have them on your kayak. But one is definitely do the anchor thing where you can pull it to the front, mm-hmm. you know, 
But the other thing is uh, kind of like the uh, – uh, what do you call it? The, the sticks. The sticks. And yeah, you can stick sticks. it right through your scupper hole. Ooh. Yeah, right down in the middle of the boat. Yep, and just stick it in and yep. fish for a minute, pull it up, go down to the next spot, stick it in. Stick it like in. The, yep. Yeah, and uh, the one thing that I need to get for, for, for the yak, and I, you know, I'm learning, you know, okay, I'm kind of a newbie to this thing, and uh, but I'm figuring out how to set it up and how to do everything. I need to get the anchor stick holder. On yeah. the side of the thing. Right now, I'm just sticking it in a rod holder. It's like a manual power pole. The yeah, little fiber exactly. guy stick. But, yeah. I, but I need a, a, a little bracket on the side, to, just like your paddle, because mm-hmm. we have a pedal kayak. Mm-hmm. So we have paddles that just clip onto the side. I need the same type of thing yep. that goes on the side of the kayak for the stake, stick, whatever you want to call it, the anchor yep. stick. You know what else I've got that's really handy is I tie a dock line to the very front. Right. It comes back to me. So I can use that to stand up, hang on to, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Come pull up, yourself up, pull myself up. You know, well, you must be getting old. I am. Dalton can, you know, <laughs> yeah. The kids can just pop up, yeah. walk all over that thing. Yeah. And, um, my biggest fear is actually getting snagged on my, you know, front thing up there because I'm, I'm done. I can't. I mean, I got to go to the shore. <laughs> I got to yeah, go. Yeah. I can't get to the front of that kayak. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I'm. I'm really enjoying it. I know that uh, Wilbur's been doing the kayak mm-hmm. fishing thing for quite some time. And uh, so I'm kind of learning. I'm learning tips. I know that the one thing I, I definitely need to do is, and Wilbur gave me this tip. I was I was asking him about what's the best way to measure fish on your boat, and you know, do you use a fish ruler or whatever? And he said I just used a sharpie and made marks on my boat for measuring a sure. fish, so I don't have to carry something extra. Right. Yeah. So that's my next thing is I I need, I need to get one of those white markers that you get from Hagen Ace. You know yeah. that you can use on dark and then I need to make my marks and make a ruler on my kayak so I can just Great idea. hold the fish up onto the kayak to measure it because Ooh. yesterday I was I let a couple redfish go because I was like man there's I don't know if it's quite where it needs to be kind of close yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. close you know and I didn't have anything to measure the one at Katera caught was clearly a legal fish and the trout were clearly legal you know but when you're close you need something to measure and I, I need to do that to the kayak I've got one a sticker on my on my paddle I know you're pedaling you yeah, that's got a the other thing too, I was but... thinking about. Do you? I mean, because the the paddle though clips to the side, and I don't always have mine. I'm because I'm right pedaling. Handy. Yep. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna make some marks on the on the kayak on the side, and uh, that way I can hold the fish up to the side, and I can get a quick. So you got to go fourteen inches, fifteen inches, eighteen inches, and twenty-seven. And 27. Yep. Yep. So yeah, and I I, I got yeah. room to do that on that kayak. Yeah. That I've got that old town big water one thirty two man and camo, and it's oh you know what you got to go twelve inches too. Four sheep's head, yeah. Yep. Oh, I'll have them all. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have them all. I'll have all the marks, but I need to do that. That's one of the, it's one of my projects uh, that I'm probably going to do sometime this weekend. All right, let's take a break. We come back. We'll talk to Mr. Tim Carney about a party that's going to be coming up. Uh, and you, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Hey, Ganes Hardware. Hey, by the way, you know, I was uh-huh. talking about the, the uh, steel power equipment. Okay, Coastal yeah. Equipment has the full line of steel. I bought my steel from uh, from Hagen Ace Hardware. Got my blower from Hagen Ace Hardware. And, it's an uh, ace. I know. I mean, it's <laughs> awesome. But here, here's the best part. When, when, when I bought both the backpack blower 
and I got uh, the uh, uh, chainsaw from there. You go there, you tell them what you want, and then when you get there, it's not in a box, okay? It's all ready to go, and they fill it up with gas and oil or chainsaw oil, whatever, and then they start it and run a little bit and say, hey, you got any questions? And they take you through it and everything. Mm-hmm. And they fill out your warranty card. You don't have to do any of that. I mean, that's man, that's service. That's the way it should be, man. Yeah. You know, uh, I, bought a, I bought a gas grill from Hagen about a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Which one did you get? I got uh, the Weber or whatever it was. Is it the little um, – Mini well, grill? Or? No, it's a big one. Big oh, one. You got a, the big daddy. Oh, you got daddy. the big daddy. You, with you, the, you started it, Dave. With, with the <laughs> little side thing and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But oh, what Lord. I was going to tell you was. How many girls do you got now? <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Jeff, Jeff just Jeff, pull out enough to beat him. I'm going to start a monster. Yes. I don't have a Traeger. You know. But what I was going to tell you. I guarantee you'll be buying one soon. You're next. You're next. But I got a handwritten thank you card from Hagen. Isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah, you don't get that from. Did Home they Depot. deliver the grill? I, no, I was actually there. They, I mean, I all put it together. Up. Yep, all put together. All Isn't that, that awesome? Stuff. Yeah, and they deliver it too. I mean, it's man, yeah. that's that's the way businesses used to be. That's right. And there ain't many of them like that. And that's no. the beauty. No. Love Hagen Ace. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the phone lines and bring up Mr. Tim Carney. I believe that uh, there was a party last weekend. Was it last week, right, Tim? Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. The selfish pot party went off really great, guys. It uh like I say, I called you last Saturday. I was getting oysters from uh down at Harry Price's oysters and uh I just have a little shout out for Brett Cannon from Atlantic Coast Marine that really, really came through with a nice some nice door prizes, a little fifteen horse outboard and uh Brian Dufet yeah, from that's Mono. A, uh-huh. Yeah, and uh Tim Altman came through with some real nice angle coolers, Rusty from B and M. And the uh, Rick Yanger, who threw the party, who did a really great job, man. We had a little over 100 people. They all behaved themselves. They all just had a great time. And uh, Rick Yanger did a great job. And the fish has been caught. What? Yeah, they caught it Wednesday. Roger Walker, three-time winner. He caught it in the rip on the downrigger. <clears throat> and uh, the, the party, he's going to be throwing the party next year. So, uh, you know, shout out to Roger for being the first three-time winner. I've won it twice, and a couple other people have won it twice, but he's the, the first three-timer. Huh, that's, and, uh, that's weird. I saw Roger Wednesday morning. Yeah, well, he was those are, it was Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't know, remember exactly what day, but he's, he's caught the fish, and uh, like you say, caught her in the rip on the downrigger and uh, said the water was gorgeous. And uh, it's, Wow. It's a done deal, yeah. So, um, not sure exactly what the pot is for him. It's couple thousand bucks and uh he'll do a good job <clears throat> hopefully i'll be getting the oysters for him again next year and uh like you say these guys brett cannon and, and brian and them they all you know and rusty they just helped out so much with door prizes you know rick anger had a pile of beautiful prizes and you know just that's just good really stuff did a good job that's good yeah stuff. yeah it's a good, it's so, a good so, thing for our community here and i'm top gun he's my neighbor lives across the street and i'd like to Shout out to him. I usually see him every morning riding around the village, but, you know, like you say, he hadn't been out much. And uh, he's 70%, so it won't be long. He'll be 100%. Yep, he'll be bugging you again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good job, Tim. I'm glad y'all had a good good pop party. Yeah, yeah. I hope, I hope uh, 
Mr. Kirk's having a good time down there with his family. I yep. talked to him before he left. I got him some oysters saved up, and uh, we'll uh, I'll be hooking up with him. But I appreciate y'all letting me uh, shout out on the show there. You know, it's a great show, and everybody, you know, really loves it. And uh, like I say, shout out to Rick Yanger for a great party. No, no problem. But I- anytime, Tim. Okay. All right, Thanks, guys. Yeah, man. Have a good one. See you. So I don't like our forecast logs. Uh-oh. It's Uh-oh. been it's 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 been um it's been such a great week. It, it's I, I was I mean seriously. I, I every day I come in, I, I I talk to Carrie about my day. I mean that's kind of like the first five minutes and, and just and there's been so many days, and it's, it's terrible to say. There's been so many days where it's just you know been tough, man. I mean, but I, on the other hand, I think we got spoiled. Mm-hmm. Because we went through a stretch there, Dave, when you were at Cabin Bluff for about five years, the fishing was unbelievable. I mean, yeah. you guys could turn the jetties and catch tarpon on the bait pods, and the kingfish were at the inlet. And and for us, there, you know, you you, you catch bait, and you, you we were going six miles offshore and catching wahoo and sailfish and dolphin. And I mean, we went through a stretch that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the COVID year, which is twenty twenty. The, the the bait just completely disappeared, mm-hmm. and and when there's no bait, there's no fish. Right. You know, I mean, I was I, I almost had to cancel August of that year because that's my tarpon month. You know, I mean, that's mm-hmm. what people booked me to go do. And if there's no bait, there's no shrimp boats. Yeah. Um. But anyway, my my point is is that you know, I go out on Wednesday. I make the you had, you don't even have to make the turn, and you can see fifty pelicans diving, and you're you're like. Oh, that's awesome! You know, you throw them that one time. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what? A, okay, and then and then you stop. You get everything cleaned up, and 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 you look at the ocean. And you go, I go anywhere I want. You know, I, we haven't had many of those days. I mean, I, no, I, there was a couple days this week though. Yeah, man, it was I'm beautiful. telling you, Wednesday and Thursday were, oh. were stunning. Even even yesterday, the wind really didn't start blowing until about three o'clock. Yeah, late. Yeah, yeah late. And and to, just to have those three days, and and then to look at this forecast mm, that's I know, coming you're up, disappointing for for seven days, man. Well, but look at but you know. Here's the thing: we always said this before, just like we talked about just recently, and that when you look at a forecast, sometimes from a fisherman's standpoint, it's not great. But from a being outdoors standpoint, this week is going to be epic. No, I agree. Yeah. So finding other things to do besides fish along our coast is going to be, this is going to be a, a week, literally, that this might be the last week that yep. we have to where you sit there and you go outside and you go, this is so nice. I, yeah. I, I and agree. not blistering And hot. not be hot. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be in the, in the low 50s up at our place in Georgia. I know. Yeah, you know? it's going to be gorgeous. Yeah. It's going to be gorgeous. All right, uh, let's, uh, since uh, we're talking about weather here, and one of the other things that we like to do when the weather's beautiful is to, I love, literally, I love a picnic table lunch or an outside picnic table dinner. And one of the things that kind of goes along with that at, at this time of year is fresh vegetables from gardens. Mm-hmm. Okay, zucchini squash mm-hmm. i mean those things i think are epic and uh so let's do a kirby co-builders cooking tip of the week kirby co-builders industry leader and proven provider of framing drywall interior and exterior finishing on both commercial and residential products go to kirbycobuilders.com to learn more you guys know and chris you know this uh, we have talked about food for many years here and one of our favorite things to do is to put uh condiments on our food and sure. lusty monk mm-hmm. <laughs> the the original sin <laughs> is one of our favorite mustards that we have 
And just for the record, you were the one who introduced it to all of us. And you like it, right? Just saying. <laughs> okay. We blame you. Okay, it's okay. I don't mind. And uh, we were uh, out of our favorite Lusty Monk, and so we were trying to find it. And Angie's actually carries it at times. And uh, so we went ahead and ordered our own, and we had to order an eight-pack. So you guys each got one. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And while we were ordering it, which was very easy, by the way, ordering it online, we found this recipe that this is on the top of my list to try, okay? And it's called the Summertime Zucchini Casserole Recipe. Mm-hmm. And it uses olive oil, yellow onion, zucchini, hot red peppers, salt, pepper, eggs, lusty monk, little mayonnaise, some uh, sharp cheddar cheese, panko breadcrumbs, salted butter, and our recipe is up on our Facebook page. We haven't gotten it to our Instagram page because somehow the link is not working and I'm not smart enough to figure out why, but uh, you can get it on our Facebook page. I love zucchini casserole. I can eat zucchini casserole all day long. You could turn it, you could, in fact, I bet you if you replace the zucchini with squash, that it would be just as good. So uh, check out the summertime zucchini squash casserole recipe, courtesy of Lusty Monk, and try something different. And I'm telling you, the Lusty Monk will make a believer out of you. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. All right, let's take a break. We come back, we'll update a weather, update a tides, maybe get a bite to eat during a commercial break. Thank you, Gordon. And uh, wrap this thing up right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. And let's do an updated weather, an updated tide. Weather report brought to you by the Bearded Pig, best barbecue in Jacksonville, bar none. Two locations, got one at the beach and one on Kings Avenue in San Marco. And uh, check out the brisket. I can tell you that uh, it seems like everybody thinks great barbecue is pork, which, you know, that is. But the true measure of great barbecue is who can do brisket. And I can tell you this, that the bearded pig, oh my goodness, so good. Uh, The weather, windy. Yeah, windy. Next uh, week, windy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Got a small craft advisory today until 2 p.m. West winds 15 to 20 today. Tomorrow, northwest winds 10 to 15, becoming north 15 to 20 knots. Monday, northeast 15 to 20, seas 4 to 6. Tuesday, northeast, 15 to 20. Seas going 6 to 9. Wednesday, north winds, 15 to 20. Mm. Seas 6 to 9. But uh, mm. I know that that affects a lot of the fishermen. But uh, trust me when I tell you this, that uh, some things can be good. The inland weather, today the high is going to be 87. But with this little bit of front coming in in the breeze, tomorrow the high is going to be 80. Monday the high is 74. 74. Tuesday, the high is 73. Wednesday, the high is 74. When I I drove here this morning, it was 75. Yeah. Telling you, it's going to be absolutely beautiful. Incredible. To be outdoors. Yeah. Maybe not along the coast for fishing. I get it, Kevin. Yep. Okay. But for a lot of other things, it's going to be really good. Just starting to feel like a farmer. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like it, it, when it's when it's good, it's good. Yeah. And when it's bad, it sucks. Yeah. You know, so 
Tide's Report brought to you by Angie Subs, the best sub shop in Jacksonville, right at the corner of Beach and Penman. And if you haven't had the French fries there, do yourself a favor. Oh, my goodness. Best French fries on the planet. Trust me. And try their uh, special dipping sauce, which is uh, a mix of ranch and Peruvian. They don't give me the exact directions on that mix, but trust me, dip your fry in that. You'll never use ketchup again. Tides for today at Mayport. 2.03 p.m. is your 3.59 high tide. 7.45 p.m. is the low tide. That's a .93. Tomorrow at 8.47 a.m., Mother's Day. It's a low tide. That's a .87. 2.58 p.m. tomorrow is a high tide. That's a 3.62. And uh, happy Mother's Day to all. Yes. Don't forget to uh, get the cards, get the flowers, mm-hmm. get the gifts. Yeah, that's right. Get it all squared away yeah, because yeah. – uh, a small little investment today yeah, yeah, yeah. to make sure that your behind is not scrambling tomorrow, mm-hmm. okay, will pay a major dividend uh, down the road. And, and and look, it could be as simple as a phone call. That's right. Uh, 100%. Uh, you, uh, you know, just just make sure that, that, that you call mom and, or, you, you know, like Jeff said, your, your wife, make sure, because it's their day, man. One and, of my uh, best friends in the world said, uh, especially when it comes to us talking to our moms. Mm-hmm said that the absolute number one best present that you can give them is your time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that phone call does mean a lot. No, no no question. No question. And my mom wants homemade tacos. Oh, well, there you uh, go. Beef or venison? Oh, no, it's venison. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you yeah. guys eat, Do you, Dave, mm-hmm. do you eat regular beef tacos anymore? Mm-hmm. Only when we're going out. No. Okay. Yeah, but at home, yeah, yeah. it's venison. she yeah. loves Curry's tacos, man. Mm. That's like her. I mean, she, about about every two weeks, she's like, "It's time." Um, you know, it's taco time. And when mom Day. says it's time, and then you know, you that make plans. You better, and you, you, you know what goes? It. You know what goes great with tacos? Oh yeah, old fashions. Well, oh yeah, because that's what dad well, and I drink. Clearly, but, but aside yeah. from that, <laughs> but of aside, all the things that I was thinking about possibilities there, right? I'm sorry, old fashions was not on I knew that I was list. Gonna throw you for a, yeah, it, it's it's so funny because whenever we whenever we go and, and have taco night, that's that's margaritas, that, that's, yeah. that, that, right? That's that's daddy's drink. He loves old, old fashioned. fashioned. If you read his books, you know that. So know, and man. and I don't I don't drink brown He's liquor. Like my dad. I don't. My but dad when, loves when I sit down with my dad, yeah, that's the time. That's the time we yeah. we have an old fashioned. My my and dad I mean, loves an old fashioned. Does food. he really? That's his drink. That's awesome. Old fashioned yeah. or Manhattan, one of the okay, other. Okay, okay. I don't know that I've ever even had a Manhattan, but I don't, old I, fashioned. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but old fashioned. Yeah. That's his main one. Yeah. So dad has a special ice maker, and it's 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 a round ball. Oh yeah, that, that 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 fits right into the glass. So you have a, a, like a he gentleman's has an ice, cube. Ice he has cube, a, yeah. Ice sorry, maker. a gentleman's ice cube. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's really. Well, cool. you're not a gentleman. You wouldn't know. Good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But there's a specific the reason for the ball for okay. the sphere uh-huh. because it has the lowest surface area, so it stays an ice ball longer than and any ice cube or anything. That else. would make sense. And it doesn't and, dilute your. And the experts will tell you that when you drink whiskey. Whether it be yep. a scotch That's or a, a bourbon whiskey or rye or whatever, that water helps open up. Okay, that would make the sense. flavor and the aroma of those whiskeys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not a educated enough to tell you how it does that. 
but I can just but tell it tastes you good. that it does make it taste better. <laughs> yeah, man. Yep. You pour some single malt scotch on the ball, let it sit for a couple of minutes. Mm, and it's ready. To go. ready. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Come See, on now. Mother's Day. Yeah. Mother's I like that Day. Mother's Day meal. That sounds like a Father's Day meal. Yeah. I love tacos. Oh, I, I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but who, you know who what does the, it, man? But, but I the love perfect tacos. side dish okay. for tacos. Perfect side dish for tacos. Another tacos. Yeah. <laughs> when we have tacos, I can tell you, Chris, Tara makes the best homemade salsa. There you go. It's a, not really like, well, there I guess it's a, what do they call the onions and the t- tomatoes mix? It's a pico. Pico. Pico de gallo. So she makes the best homemade pico. Mm-hmm. And it literally, you just, you just, I mean, it's like three spoonfuls per taco. Mm. On it, and it's just tremendous. Here's here's the trick: get you a taco, whether it's a, a hard, crunchy taco or a soft taco, and then get you a little bowl of queso oh, that's on the side, and you just dip that sucker right in there. Mm. Come on, mm. it's all good. Straight mm-hmm. money. Yep. That's anyway, straight uh, pesos. Yes. Thank you to uh, Chef Gordon. Yes. For uh, making breakfast for Dave Edwards, and we all got the benefit. <laughs> we did from that. But man, brother, put me to sleep. Yeah. I mean, I got a cinder block in my gut. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The struggle is real today. I'm I'm completely stopped. Yeah, me too. (laughs) It totally messed up my Nimic reads today. I mean, it was just terrible. Whatever whatever it did to your brain. James James texted me and said, dude, you sound presidential this morning. And yeah. Jeff's going to struggle through Angie's and yeah, Bearded oh Pig gosh, today. Yeah. I'm going to need a nap. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Tomorrow's a rest day. I'm going to need a nap. You know, I hope. I hope. So, and Tara wants to go uh, kayak fishing tomorrow, and I'm hoping it's not too early. Yeah. Oh yeah, just a Sunday morning. Just sleep in. Sleep in. Yeah. I'll make her breakfast. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, no. no. I, but I still have this problem, man. I'm still on fishing mode and turkey mode. So the sleeping in thing just doesn't work, man. Uh, yeah. just, uh, no matter what time I go to bed, go I'm still getting up. Dave, uh, thank you for coming yeah, in today, awesome. by the way. appreciate you making the trek and uh, learned a lot. The wildflowers things is for real. You yeah. need to send me the link on where you get that wildflower okay. seed from. Yeah. Do, do you think standard feed sells it? I don't know. It's a I great question. Made, I'm, I'm sure he could probably get it some way, shape, or form yeah. if he doesn't. If yeah. You, yeah. Find out. Do you, I will. You've got, you've yeah. got yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the contact. Yeah, I'll text him. One of the one of the keys too is make sure, just like anything else, make sure you're getting seed as far our region and our climate. And, right. Yeah. There's a lot of them out there, obviously. And right. if you got get some for the northeast, they're probably not going to do well here. So. Yeah. Right. 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 Gosh, that's a that's a really cool thing. I never I never thought about planting wildflowers. Well, he, he we had this conversation two never. years ago, and, and I know, I've, but I've I never thought about do it. doing it. But oh, I, I have, to do it now. But I just haven't had the time to do it. You know, I'm, I'm so busy this time of year. It's a year. great Mother's Day gift for for your property <laughs> yeah. that actually will benefit you later with the turkey poles. Hey, before we leave right now, the, the, the one thing I will say is that the cost of fuel slash fertilizer oh, man. is crazy. Slash I mean, you're going to have to really, A lot of things, yeah. groceries, it's, it's going through the roof. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. Yeah. I just we were talking off off the air, but I paid twice, a little more than twice, uh, the cost that I paid for the same fertilizer last year. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, and then you start stop and think about the farmers. Yeah, and then and then and then to, from the farm, it's got to get into a truck, which, which is the cost of fuel is crazy yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, we were talking about uh, managing farms up north, uh, up in Illinois. 
it's actually dictating what they're planting. For sure. Because I, yeah. they're, they're planting a lot more soybeans this year. Low, you don't have to put nitrogen out. That's right. Yep. So a lot of the fields we had that were in corn last year or last two or three years, they're putting in beans this year because they don't need to put the nitrogen out. Yeah, soybeans to save yep. on the cost. Yep. But what's that going to do to the price of soybeans once it becomes harvest time? That's going to be interesting, right? Yep. Yeah. You know, that's yep. one it's, of those things, you know, you just you don't know kind of how that's all going to work out. Yeah, but, but that's a good strategy for land managers right now, to plant stuff that doesn't need a lot of nitrogen. Yep. Logs as usual, the Nimnik Outdoor Show is brought to you by some fine sponsors. Ring Power in a Cat Rental Store, The Bearded Pig, Claude Nolan Cadillac, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling, Coastal Equipment, Consignment Boat Sales, LV Hires, Inc., Hagen Coastal Outfitters and Hagen Ace, Atlantic Coast Marine, CNH Marine Construction, Tire Outlet, Kirby Co. Builders, Whalen Bay Marine, Strike Zone, Angie Subs, Steenhatchee River Club, Moe Southwest Girl Shimano, and of course the Nimnick family of dealerships, Chevrolet on Cassett and Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway. Mr. Dave Edwards, thanks again. Really appreciate you coming in. Always, it's a, it's uh, always a pleasure and uh you know, your, your listeners, we've talked about, uh, hey, what's the agenda? Well, there is no agenda. You're, you're actually sitting here listening we'll, to we'll see you, you Kevin just yep, talking. Yep, yep. <laughs> Folks, yeah. remember anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great Mother's Day tomorrow. And remember, think safety first. See you. See you.